Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filter Horde, Johnny Ryan, hey. Major Potty. Howdy. Is everybody recording? Yes, are, we recording? Are, we recording? are we recording? Are we live? Good. I, I got it. World I hope so. <laughs> we had a little bit of a, was so a snafu getting this one rolling. So fucking stressful. Very eager to get so fucking stressful. I want to catch everyone. So every time we would be like, "Hey, do you want to go in two seconds?" Johnny says that, and we're just like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "No, wait!" (laughs) And it happened like four times. So after like a minute and a half, we got it figured out. So we are live, uh, and we have quite a show for you. Some cool stuff's already been announced. We're in the thralls of E3. Um, Here, right after we wrap up, we're gonna be digging you know digging right into the xbox bethesda show ton of other cool stuff coming out um you know as fucking squeenix is today uh this show we're gonna cover some of the things that have already been talked about we're gonna do some predictions so it'll be kind of a almost like a freeform chat probably are we starting with that are we doing that at the end i know you were talking about that johnny did we land on it? Honestly, there's enough stuff we're going to be covering through this that we might as well hit some of our, our hopeful predictions um, because I, I feel like some of the stuff's going to make sense as we get through here. Okay, so start um, with that is, what, is what, what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, we, we already had a, we've already had Summer Games Fest behind us. We're going to talk about that some. We had one day of E3 content given to us. Um, and this year is weird with everything being remote and on different streams anyway. Like it's really hard to keep mm-hmm. track of everything. Um, I honestly forget when half of everything it's even hard. happens. But it is hard to keep track of. Yeah. Um, let me see. It's... I know IGN had a, a little tracker that we were checking out, or that that we had uh, up. They're kind of like crossing stuff off as they, you know, as we go along. They just keep updating it. Um, so. Yeah, like yesterday, I wanted to watch Gearbox, and by the time I clicked it and got the video to start, their their stuff was over because it was so short. Yeah, like so many things I, I feel like haven't needed, like didn't need to be presentations. Yeah. Like Gearboxes um, some and stuff. Co- I wish coaches. I would have had more time well, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Major, how do you bring up a great point? Like, uh, you know, um, Koch Media really didn't need it. Um, so. And I think that's the problem with just where, like, E3, like, air quotes, E3 is right now, where mm-hmm. everyone's just like, oh, let's do our own show. We can do it from our room, you know, our hotel room or our office or wherever, and we can record it three weeks in advance. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless you're Jeff, Jeff Keighley, Keighley, and you do a big-ass hologram. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, that's like, I, I know that the, the last couple years before... Um, you know, we lost last year's E3 basically due to COVID. Um, a lot of the big publishers had been like kind of slowly backing out over the years. Right, right. Um, it was like, and they would just kind of go do their own thing. Yeah, it was the nail in the coffin. I yeah. And honestly, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to be this guy, but like, I don't think that that's a benefit for us as gamers. Like, I don't like, like I like you were saying, we miss so much stuff. Like, well, that was really, that was interesting. Like, last year, I remember in the beginning of the year, we were kind of saying, like, okay, this, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. And it could be really cool that people are just able to do their own shows. I know Gorilla Collective is one of those. I think um, there's a bigger chance for the, like, smaller guys to shine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then... It, um, 
it's a way for like smaller studios to be able to piggyback on the larger announcements to get some spotlight and be able to right. act, you know get some attention that they normally otherwise wouldn't be able to see. But I don't know if that actually ended up kind of playing out the way we wanted. I think last year was hard to track the announcements because you do have mm-hmm. like like you guys are saying the um, you know Gearbox has like an 11 minute show. And it's like, okay, this was Why? completely not necessary. You could have just announced this on any of the other things that were going on. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it's like, okay, yeah. Uh, and their uh, biggest announcement Coke... wasn't even in their show. I mean, in, in my opinion so far. Right, yeah, it squeaked out ahead of time, right? Right. So it's... Yeah, and we're definitely going to cover that. Yeah. There's there's a lot that came through there, and it felt like their session of E3, like their short vid, their short session was used to give us more of a, a like to, to me a bummer of an announcement <laughs> and we'll cover that we'll too cover that too yeah. it was just like why but uh, <clears throat> yeah i don't know i, I guess we I didn't th- really see the, like the potential benefit it's kind of like you know the democratization of um you know access to technology and everything that we've seen in general it's like okay yeah this is good everybody in the world can share whatever their opinion is on twitter it seems good, yeah, and then and you think I'm about hope- it, it's like, oh no, actually, that's probably bad. Now, the big, the big thing I get out of this is that like this, uh, this year is also really showing us, and last year kind of did too. E three isn't really about the fans and the gamers. It, it, it's not yeah. that anymore. It's it's about hundred percent. That is what mm-hmm. it is. Is like it because we're gonna find a way to get the information and to get excited about it, no matter what, no matter how right. it's presented. We find a way. Yeah, we to talk about uh, um, the way companies' financial are- calls all the time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the way this stuff is presented is, it's for shareholders. It, it's a lot of interviews and it's a lot of talking and look at our office space that doesn't <laughs> fucking matter to you because you just want the game trailer and the gameplay right. behind it. Like the other stuff's there to help give it that public image and that face for shareholders. That's that's really to give them the idea thing. that there's stuff going on, there's stuff for them to be enticed to buy in and hold on to their shares and everything like that. And um, if historically, I think typically you'll see stock prices go up not when games are released, but when games are announced at presentations like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ultimately it's so, just it, not a financial for, advisor for, like for for me it just comes back to like damn this is a really it's made it really difficult to pick and choose you know like now i have to kind of like yeah you can watch all of them but it's not you're gonna have to change you know where you're watching them and you know it's gonna be this thing you keep changing over and over in the past it was literally cool i'd set it up invite some people over or whatever and we would just watch it it was kind of like uh yeah. like the super bowl for some people you know yeah or while at work it would just be on the table right. like yep. on the ipad right. constantly like that would be impossible I remember those days like it was just playing it was there um yeah now it's like really hard to get back to the right videos and stuff and to find the right like orders. are we watching this in the right um, place the companies that typically still do it the best like sony and nintendo have figured out how to do that remote presentation the best way um Everyone else is still behind in that yeah, aspect. Yeah. I I think so too. Uh, well, I don't know. We're, we'll see what um, Xbox and Bethesda have going on here soon. I, I I do appreciate their in the past. I have appreciated their shows as well. So yeah, I mean, I don't think we've had a big Bethesda spoiler like no. we had at past E3s. Very at least not yet. So 
I still remember when, you know, when uh, Rage 2 got spoiled, and damn, that would have been the best live reveal. I would have paid so much money to be in, to go back in time to be in that crowd and to have it have not been yeah. spoiled early. Because that Andrew WK performance was so <laughs> yeah. baller. Yeah, a lot of I stuff. Think the, I think the big spoilers that came out before this started was mostly like the Gearbox announcements um, this year. If I remember right, the things like Tiny Tina's Wonderland's being spoiled before um, their press conference, and that probably and one, is why uh, some of the air got t- taken out of that presser. Yeah. Maybe that's why yeah. they put I it mean, there. And we're at a point now where spoilers stuff's going to get spoiled a little bit, no matter what. Now, so we just kind of have yeah. to, to to live with it at this point, uh, which is just a thing. Um, but I mean, at this point, we're getting off track into things we're going to talk about in a, in a little bit anyway. I, I think as far as E3 goes, if we want to talk about something we're excited about right now and maybe hopeful for, and then let's see if our prospects or our perspective changes by the end of this, since we're all going to be talking about stuff, because that's yeah. happened a lot. Um, as of right now, Square Enix has me the most excited, um, and then second, Nintendo. Um, those are my two big ones right now, and I'll probably go multiple times why as we get through this episode. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think the big presentation for me is definitely the. Beth- I, I'm most anticipating Bethesda and Xbox. Mm-hmm. It's just there's there's so much there that you can like kind of dig into. Um, like there, there's a lot of unknowns. I think that's why I'm, I'm most anticipating that. Um, outside of that, uh, I'm actually really interested in the Warner Brother games. Um, mm. Little thing that they're doing. Um, because again, there's a lot of unknown, and they're showing back for blood, which you know it's no secret yeah. that most of us are fucking amped for that here. So, yeah, I would say the same. Um, I'm interested to see uh, Bethesda stuff, and I'm interested to see Obsidian. Apparently, Obsidian's going to be showing some stuff, uh, according to some rumors. So, sure, those are my ones I'm keeping an eye on for sure. Um, the ones for me, not to mimic the previous two here but definitely xbox and bethesda i'm really curious to see what xbox has to deliver i feel like the last several years because of how the previous generation of console went for them they've been under this pressure to deliver on actual games and reasons why to get into the xbox ecosystem beyond just you know how good of a deal game pass is but also the games that they can provide into there and I'm really curious to see what you know what Bethesda is going to be like going forward now being under the Microsoft umbrella. And there's some things that like I I would love to see, and I think is probably a good chance we're going to see more Fable as something that yeah. I have a yeah. good feeling on. Uh yeah, I forgot yeah. about Fable. I'm really excited to. Sorry, see I'm just. That too. They just had that you know only a CGI trailer last year but now a year has gone by i'm sure the developers will probably have more to reveal on that um hopefully i i don't know what do you guys think do you think that they'd be at a point where they could show gameplay or do you think we're i would hope i would hope they could show us some gameplay simply because i don't i i I, you know what i do not want from them anything halo really just I, I don't want to see anything Halo at this point because you've Show already yeah, kind of built that and shattered that way too many times. Stop with Halo. If you're going to show it to us, show it to us later. Don't let that be your E3 again. Um, 
this time around, give us give us some more Fable, like you said. Give me new Forza. Let let me see some new Forza stuff on new gen mm-hmm. hardware. I think um, that's a guarantee. Let me see stuff that's just new gen hardware. Like let me see stuff that's yep. only going to be on the new gen stuff. I I am so tired of seeing things being held back that I already got bummed out when Sony gave us their video a the few weeks ago and mentioned specifically that a couple games we were very excited for to be coming to PS5 are also going to be going yeah. to PS4. I'm tired of the generation getting held back. And th- that always happens. I mean, it always, always happens. It's And even if I didn't have the new gen systems, I'd still be right. upset about it. Don't let that be a, don't let that be an excuse of, I've had people say, oh, if you didn't have those systems, you'd think otherwise. Like, no, dude, I still want the industry to propel right. itself forward. And right now it's chained back to these old systems because people Right, you right. really have to have that, like, um, like push. Like, it, it's not, it's not, completely the fact that you're not giving these people that have the system um what you know what they're you know paying for i guess they're they're getting everything that they're paying for and more you know as i all of us here have one um but you're not giving those people that have those old and that was always the thing those old systems a reason to get those new systems and it's if you give them that reason i remember i remember being younger and you know the p you know like the ps3 coming out or the 360 coming out and it and you know because those were kind of like giant leaps um and and going damn it like i wish i had the money for that right now that would be so awesome and there is that is not even a thing anymore because they baby like they take baby steps for three years and then they already start talking about the next thing that's coming out it's yeah, like right now, it's it's killing me that it, it's perfect that this is on screen because the ad in the top right corner of the screen you're showing everyone is is for Ratchet yeah. and Clank Rift Apart, um, PS5 mm-hmm. exclusive, not on PS4, nowhere else. The game takes full advantage of everything the PS5 can do, from 3D audio to the haptic feedback to the adaptive triggers, all of it. It's getting some of the best reviews out there from every location. Everyone is giving it astounding reviews for being a, a phenomenal game and it's one that was completely built around the like PS5. they typically do uh, it, yeah. it wasn't being tethered back um but if it would have been a kind of game where it was also built towards you know inclined more towards the ps4 as well it wouldn't get such great reviews because it's not pulling you in as hard like the, the and then you see that fracture of the ps5 version gets this but then the ps4 version gets this for a review and you and then you see that kind of stuff happen because things are just different yeah. And there's actually a game we're going to talk about in today's episode that I, I feel like is going to be worth a re-review in a weird way because of a similar scenario. Well, how much do you think that this sticking with the last generation is more related to current events between just the issues with development having to change where development takes place at, delays in being able to get uh, like mocap actors into studios just because of COVID requirements from last year surely set um, the studios back. And then on top of that, at this point in any other generation, we haven't had a shortage in supply for next generation consoles. Oh, like I, as, as far as supply and demand, I do yeah. not care. I do not care because dev kits exist and they've had them. Like I, I don't care if some people aren't able to get a hold of them. 
if you want me to plan on getting one in the future, I still need a reason to, and I need to see the games. Show and that me brings the want more. Um, if they don't, if they if they can't, yeah. if they can't get it. I mean, that's a it, t- t- typical Nintendo trope. It may bring the want more, but on the other hand, it it's helping to continue fund these studios who are making these games. And yet, you might be putting these limitations on, but I think. In another sense, it might be better to have this limitation. These studios continue to be able to be funded because they were able to push their games out to a wider audience and then their next iteration. Yeah, it sucks that it's taking time to get to that point longer than what it has in the past, but I think there's also a point of longevity too that's being factored in as on top of the current well, events situations between microchip shortage and COVID manufacturing influences. When it when it comes down to it, though, we've been proven and it, we've been shown that studio the right that some studios can still do it. Um, as of right now, Sony is the only one that's given us true next gen yeah. stuff um, without catering back and going back onto the onto the old platform. So I'm not saying every game has to right. be that. I just want right. some. And, and right now, Microsoft hasn't given me any yet, and I I, I need some. No, and um, you're you're correct I, I on think that. The it's closest like, we got was the medium. They, yeah, they and medium didn't. Uh, I think just got touted not as great. being. Uh, what? It's it's not great. Not great. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't great. It's it still even playing it. It still felt like it wasn't a next gen experience. Yeah. Um, it, it just felt like it was a polished Xbox One experience. It did not feel like it was and a series. This series is experience. Series experience. Yeah. The, uh, Powerful TM, stuff. Um, I'm going to call Microsoft real quick. I'm get off here. <laughs> Mr. Microsoft. Um, Tell him I said hi. But, like, it's it's just, I don't need all of them. I just need you to right, give me right. a few that say, this is only going to be capable and, pow- and playable on next-gen hardware. This is only going to be playable on the Series X and hella high-end PCs. That's fine. I, I don't care about the hella high-end PC part. But when it comes to platform consoles, give me a reason to not need to turn my original One X on anymore. Mm. Like let me only play on my on my Series yeah. X because there's enough stuff right now that I can honestly play either place and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. I mean, and they don't even have to be. I mean, I don't want to say that this and just feel like yeah, get, get like get the wrong like emotion uh, pulled out, but they don't even have to be like really good games. They can be something that's small. Like, not small, but yeah. it doesn't have to be this triple A be, yeah. blockbuster big fucking thing. Yeah, like it can be indie oh, cool <laughs> thing that just takes advantage. What were some of the real... Yeah, like, seriously, like, PS Plus gave us a game that did that mm-hmm. this month by utilizing the, like, the fact that you can use the built-in microphone on the controller and the built-in speaker and all that stuff to be able to play two players with go. someone yeah. else. Like, it wasn't something huge, yep. AAA, like, gigantic budget, but it was something that said, hey, yeah, you can do this on the PS5, and you really can't do it. Yeah, it was something console. that said, oh, hey, this um, would be cool. I, yeah, and that's what we need yeah, more it's of. Like, it's just, it's yeah, a, exactly. It's a neat little thing that's there, and that's that's what I want. And it, even if you want to go like pure like graphics power and stuff, and just push that on it, I still don't need triple A budget. But give me a short first person shooter that's not you know mm-hmm. Call of Duty or Battlefield or any of these other huge ones. But let it really push that power. Let me see dope particle effects happening on yeah. screen. 
Um, yeah, this seems to be like the last you know, like, couple generations have had that problem. Um, I remember when the uh, Xbox One and PS4 came out, there wasn't a lot of like unique experiences to go dig into. Yeah, it was Call of Duty Ghost was on yep. both systems. Assassin's Watch Creed. Dogs was on both systems when it finally came out. Assassin's Creed was on both systems. Well, there were two systems. different Assassin's Creed, which was, was no... a very bad idea, and one of them didn't sell for anything. Well, I mean, granted, it wasn't a great feature, but it was a unique feature. Um, Xbox did try to push all their Kinect integration stuff. It was right. bad, but yeah. it was unique. Right. Um, with things like Rise, Son of Rome, and... Uh, the Dead Rising, I forget which iteration it was, um, where part of it Dead was Rising like 3. you had to yell into the spe- uh, the microphone for yeah, that's it cool. and stuff like that. Yeah. Their biggest issue, the biggest issue Microsoft had back on the Xbox One is is the same thing I've mentioned repeatedly, is that they announced everything to an ignorant American yep. audience. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, I don't want the government to look at me through my Xbox. <laughs> Shut up, dude. No one cares. No one's going to. And then the whole idea of, you know, the always online, which would have been great. This country does not have the internet backbone right. to support it because we privatized yep. internet. So this is how it's right. going to be. Um, Microsoft had its shot. It backed out. It should have just stayed strong and pushed mm-hmm. forward and helped to reinvest in internet and, and tried to help everybody get internet. Because I feel like with their, back, with their wallet share, it would have been very easy to help spread internet across the entire yep. country. But... Too many other companies getting there. too many cooks in the kitchen. It's just how it Always. is on that. Um, anyway, I'm 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 getting us too far. <laughs> we're going down a different <laughs> hole. <on this> one. <laughs> well, yeah, we're yeah. Um, we're retreading I, history back, at this. I'm moment. excited. I, I'm you. You guys have me excited to see what Microsoft can do. I just, especially if it's going to be as big as we know it's going to be. I don't just want them to give me a whole bunch of new Bethesda titles and IPs and a whole bunch of new stuff. I need a few, at least three mm-hmm. give me at least three things like three games that are only going to be capable on the mm-hmm. Series yes. X so, yeah, g- give me some stuff that will not run on an original Xbox One or One X this going back please. to Fable I think they could have uh, at this point like got the you know corral the spot hey here's something even if it's not in the game hey we've had a, a small team put together this small presentation of you know even if it is early early mechanics of the character doing something um of, of some sort of some sort of small semblance of gameplay um yeah i feel like they're gonna have more though i feel like they're gonna have more than that i don't i i, I and i have no like basis to you know I have, I have no like platform to you know to stand on with that but it, it's I, I just feel like that's gonna be something really big that they talk about at their show um I think we're all pretty thoroughly excited for Fable. Um, What else? I mean, what else do you want to see? Not to counter uh, Johnny here, but I do want to see more Halo Infinite. I want to see what changes that they've made since the original launch and stuff like that. Because, like, they've been dropping little bits of information, but I feel like I'm still not quite sure what it is that we're going to be getting with this game. Mm -hmm. And I'm hungry to see what to expect from it i want to see a deep i just i just don't want halo to be there i just don't want them to cop out with halo again like that's that's been their fallback it's like every time someone starts to not talk a lot about Mm -hmm. them halo news hits Mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm tired of that being their go-to i that's why i want yeah i think the real key with halo is i i would 
maybe almost show nothing. Maybe like a quick cinematic of uh, Master Chief looking to the sunset or something, and then just <laughs> release date. Like they cannot. Like if it if it's not if it doesn't have a release date that's within like six months, that game's gonna be unplayable. It's yeah. It's and that's my thought. Like I, I don't. I honestly don't want to see really too much more. I, I would rather them just go. Hey, here here's the date, and then you know experience it for yourself i i would rather them be on stage and be honest and say hey we know that a lot of you guys still want more about more more news on halo working Um, on this we're still working on that we're going to give you guys a special look in the coming weeks have it be like we're going to give you a special look in the coming weeks um we decided that right now we want to show you some other things that that we feel are a little bit yeah and have a uh um, not even more important just these are these are gonna have a bigger impact, you know. Yeah. It, it, it swinging the hammer with Halo, you can only swing that hammer right. so many and times. Right, and they've they've missed um, so they many need, times that I don't think that good faith is there anymore. So they they need to nail yeah, it. They need to they need to not and it because there are people out there where it's gonna definitely be what they want to see, uh, and and you, you know that like people some people do really still want to see that. I feel like E three again isn't the yep. time for it um, because. They had their chance. They 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 let off with it once at E3, and then look at what happened over the year. And now they had to backpedal almost completely to to essentially restart everything. Um, and I I feel like it's just not. It won't be a good a good announcement. Now if they do finally give us a release date and it's further out than people want it to be, and they don't really show us a lot of other info, maybe dropping a whole hey. We decided to add these pre-order bonuses to Halo as an incentive that if you do end up pre-ordering it now, you're going to get all this yep. stuff too. You know, throw Master Chief Collection out there for free for people that pre-order That's it in good idea. faith at this point. Like, stuff like that. Um, like, there are things they can do that they don't need to go in. I, I feel like with as much has been going on with Halo, it would need to be its own thing, and they're going to need to show us some, like, people slaving away in front of their computers, like, with sweat pouring off of them, saying, "Oh my God, this is what we've been doing for the last four months because we just we, we yeah. screwed up." Do you see with Game Pass, uh, Microsoft even bothering with pre-order bonuses or exclusive DSC content anymore? Because since they're trying to push for people to That's get on point. Game Pass, That's a good point. I mean, I could still see like physical copy. Um, I, I can see something still happening because a not everyone does have Game Pass, right. but also but they want people they, for to the be people on that Game already Pass. have Game Pass. They still need to push a reason yeah. to care. Yeah. Like as it is right now, I'm in that mindset of yeah, I've already got Game Pass. Whenever it comes out, I'm going to have access to it. But do I really yeah. want to play it? Um, they need to build more of a reason for people to want it. And the whole it's on Game Pass will only work for so long before everyone's on Game Pass. And then where's my incentive to install it? Yes, maybe even like they could give away the, the pre-orders for people that pre-install the game with enough time, maybe. Like if you pre-install before a certain date, then hmm. it could be that way. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think just getting it... Um... I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe the pre-installation's the good thing. Like, hey, if you pre-install, oh, that's the only other. Here, yeah, that's the only. What if you take it one step further? The people who get it through Game Pass get to play like a week earlier or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that before. Usually, it's like that. two or three days early or something like. I yeah. think. Yeah, we've seen a couple well, of early access. Which back is for normal. what? I just... They're going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's 
that's supposed to be like game, uh, you know, day one Game Pass release, right? Oh, so yeah, yeah speaking hasn't of, been, let's... it hasn't been confirmed maybe. yet. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll I'll retract we'll that. Find, a we'll bit, find out in a couple hours. I'd say let's get into it now that we're uh, talking about news over here. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, we know we know what we're excited yeah. for. Um, there's there's a lot of potential there. Microsoft is only a couple hours away. You guys are going to be geeking out over that. So I'm going to make sure my phone is silent. <laughs> because, Smart move. Um, their stuff is stuff that I will retrospectively look back on and say, okay, that's cool. I see that. Um, it, it, it's not almost none of their stuff because as you guys know, I'm not a huge Bethesda fan. At least not for the yeah. RPGs. I do love their action games. I do love their their like horror games. I I love the Evil Within and, and Rage and things mm-hmm. like that. So I might go back and get excited if anything cool pops in there, but for the most part, I'm not going to be that yeah. hype. Now, if they announce some new partnership, that's what Microsoft has me excited for. Like, if they do acquire a couple extra studios or oh, announce an exclusive they? partnership, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> they've been, dude. I would not be surprised if they can still pick up a they couple could. small oh. studios. It's not a, it's not unheard of. It's just their yeah. thing now. Um, let me see if they do any kind of specialized oh, partnership. Dude. We're seeing them work more. They've been doing more with Game Pass with Square Games. So if anything comes of that, I will lose my shit. Um, there's a lot of potential that's there, and then considering Square Enix is the one following, um, I could see some overlap happen, which would be kind of cool. Um, for sure. But there's a lot of potential out there for it. I'll keep my eye out for some of that kind of news to hit. My biggest thing is going to be I'll be blowing up the group chat after all of that when Square Enix goes live, um, mm-hmm. as I've already been hype on for the past two weeks. Yeah, for sure. Um, so before we jump into the news, uh, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mansgamesinc so you can check out all the top news and video game stuff, chat with us on the daily. We appreciate the likes, comments, and shares over there as well on Twitter at mansgamesinc so you know we go live and do junk just like this. Um, I, I don't even want to waste time on it. Uh, Epic is giving away Control and uh, Genshin Impact. Um, so yeah. there's that. Go get that. Uh, let's jump into the news. Straight in. So, this first thing we're covering, far departure from what we were just talking about with E3 stuff, because we're going to come full circle and yeah. come back to it. Um, this is something I shared in the group chat a few weeks ago, or the other week, and totally forgot that I did. Um, for content creators like streamers, um, this is actually kind of cool. Facebook has decided that uh, for a little while, they're going to give full subscription profits to streamers. Uh, that's for the next two years. That's pretty cool. So if you currently stream on Facebook and start getting your subs, and I don't even know how that works, um, you're getting 100% of your money. Um, from the like 40% that Twitch gives you, that's huge. Um, and that's exactly what it's for. They're, they're trying to pull people away from, from mm-hmm. Twitch. Because um, now that Mixer's gone, it really is just YouTube, Facebook, yeah. Twitch. Nobody streams on YouTube. It's not what it's for. Um I certainly don't think that Facebook is what it's for yeah. either, but... But it's well, trying to pull that what audience Facebook, back. Yeah. Well, isn't what Facebook was doing is that it was trying to pull up the Mixer legacy streamers anyways on top of that when yes. Mixer was called to go down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they tried to when um, Facebook was trying to say, hey, Mixer guys, come on over here, and then none mm-hmm. of them did. They all went yep. to Twitch. Um, I am friends with a ton of successful streamers on Twitch um, that used to be on Mixer that brought their entire crowds with them and that are still doing very well. Um, uh, It's just that it is definitely an oversaturated market at this Mm -hmm. point. Twitch is packed. Mm -hmm. Um, 
if I could conveniently switch over to Facebook, I'd think about it. Um, I just don't know how the process is, and financially, it's not really worth it for me because I don't really get a lot of subs. But um, this is kind of cool. It's yeah. neat. Um, yeah, like if you have an audience, like uh, we have friends that are listeners, you know that, um, you know that stream. You know, I don't even know. If, I, I don't really know their situation if they're successful or not successful. I just know that there are friends of the show that stream that I pop into their stuff all the time. Um, I, I think it is. I think it is good for them as long as they're as long as they're getting something. Um, I wonder what that's gonna feel like in twenty twenty three when that ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, is this going to? Um, in my hopes, this will help some people that are already successful in one platform be a little bit more successful in another financially if their fan base yeah. will follow them. Um, I do know some people on that stream on Facebook already that are huge. Um, a lot of celebrities and voice actors, um, one that I follow a lot that I've met and thought was a really cool person, um, Jeff Leach, the voice actor that just recently got let go, for, like separated from Activision because he voiced Ghost, he streams on Facebook all the time. He's a really cool dude. Um, he probably already makes bank over there doing it just for the hell of it, and now he's going to be making even more money. So it's definitely got its fan base out there, and it's got its, its group that it's aimed towards. I'm just so used to Twitch that I don't know if I could ever get into Facebook. I think Facebook's fine. Like, I mean, right now we're not live on Facebook. Like, yeah. it, you know, if, if um, you don't know, you can watch us live every Sunday. Um, it's it, it it's simple. You know, it's just as easy um, here as it is over there. It's just you're, you know, you're still using Streamlabs or whatever, you know, you happen to use. It's just you're putting in a different, uh, like, catch code. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's just like you know, do I need what I need to set up my own like separate page just for my streams and stuff? It's useful. Would I run it off my personal? Like, what would I do? And that's where it gets different. Yeah. Is I do like the idea of having my personal separate from my mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want them that close together at all times, even though it's my fucking name. But um, it's I don't know. It's weird. So, um, either way, I, I think it's neat. It's going to help some people. Um, it, was it a huge one to me personally? Not really. Um, I'm not a big Facebook fan. Um, not a big, not a big fan of the Zuck. I don't but think a also, lot of are. I kind of fucking, but also I kind of fucking hate Amazon yep. too. So yeah. I hate both. They're necessary evils at this point. I hate that that's a well, thing. All three of them are corporate tech giants that have done really shady things. Google, Facebook, yep. Amazon. Oh they're, yeah. There, there's no, you know, all three of them have. They're all, they're all terrible. It's just I. I I just feel like um, I feel like Facebook's a little creepier to me because Zuck looks like more inhuman <laughs> and like a robot. I'm kind of into that. The joke has already been made. That pulls me in a little. I'm kind of into that. <laughs> I've. Re- <laughs> um, but I think this will be. I think this will be cool. I think it's going to help some people. I'm anxious to see if I get a chance to talk to some people yeah. uh, in the coming weeks um, to that already do use that platform. Um, I may test it out here and there just to see if it makes a difference. Although, I feel like if I do that, it's kind of a bummer because I've already got some people that follow mm-hmm. me on other platforms and I don't want to just give up right. on them, um, especially if people throw subs my way. But multi-streaming um, costs money. If I wanted to stream out to multi-platform and do Twitch as well as Facebook, I have to pay for an additional membership to be able to to, to branch out to both, hmm. which means I will need to get subscriptions at that point just to cover my streaming cost. Yeah. So definitely interesting. Um, I, I don't know really 
what else to say about it. I mean, it's, it's neat. Cool. Like you said, it's interesting. It's neat. It, it it's a it's a cool idea. It really is. I do see people. It's going to help. It's just hard. But yeah. what they're really trying to do, I don't see happening. I don't see this really pulling people away from Twitch. Yeah. To come over to Facebook, maybe it might because entice if you're already established enough that it's going to make it. a big difference, yeah, it, the new people for sure, um, because the people that are already well established are going to be partnered already, meaning they're already getting a better ad mm. revenue or better uh, a better uh, revenue share, um, closer to like sixty percent instead of the normal like forty to fifty. Huh. Um, it's a bitch to negotiate with Twitch on that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. anyway, but if if they have a high enough people like some huge streamers out there where people drop into their chat and gift out a hundred subs at once, you're not going to pull those kinds of people away yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, like so many of those Twitch streamers aren't going anywhere. They're where they're at. They're happy with it. And they're just genuinely cool. Uh, I'm not saying the people on Facebook aren't um, the people that are already on Facebook are fine too. I just don't think this is going to pull a lot of people away from Twitch unless it's those people just starting out that haven't found their audience yet that think they'll do better on this and want to try it out. For sure. All right, so let's dive into, I would say, I don't know, I guess we're getting into the E3-esque stuff here. Um, Johnny, this one's yours, for sure. For sure. Damn it. So this, as you guys saw, I I essentially screamed in the chat when I found this. Um, An article went up a few days ago that said that um, the Final Fantasy 3 and Final Fantasy 4 mobile ports, uh, which were based on like the 3DS ports, like the full 3D rendered or like the Steam huh. ports. Um, if you play Final Fantasy 3 or 4 on PC, it's th- it's the full 3D rendered polygonal like turn-based RPG. The mobile versions were those versions already. For some reason, they just renamed those versions. Um they decided to retitle them as as Final Fantasy 3 and Final Fantasy 4 3D remake mm-hmm. which didn't really need to be yeah, done yeah. Or did unless it? because you can't get you can't get a non 3D remake version of Final Fantasy 3 in the US um, it's never been released in America that's an original Nintendo game that if you can play a, a fan-translated hack of it, sure, um, I have one on my on my Nintendo Classic. It's a hell of a different experience. It's still really good. Um, and Final Fantasy IV has been remade so many times, but never once has it been referred to as a 3D remake, even though it is the 3D remake. Um, those are the only ones that exist on mobile. Why would they need to retitle them as 3D remake? Maybe it's for the, if because there was nothing confusing about them already. My only thing that I can think of is that maybe it's not so much for the American audience, but this is for international audiences where they did get the other styles and remakes of this, and this is to satisfy with those countries who did receive those editions that this is the specific edition you're getting on the phone. I feel that's like the only even, thing I can yeah, think these of. have been out for so sure. long. Yeah, these have already been out for years. Right. Yeah. That's the big thing is these have been out for so long that this happens one week before E3. This Suspicious. happens right before Square Enix gets to go up and give their presentation when in past years there have been rumors and hopes. So, I'm going to go back a long ways here. There were rumors years ago of a full full Final Fantasy collection hitting the PS4 with not with all the original versions of the Final Fantasy games on disc. 
um, or download, um, but it never ended up happening. What if we see finally some classic Final Fantasy love happening from Square Enix on some newer platforms by giving us anything ranging from a collection? What if we get like one through six as like the original format and thrown into something for us to be able to access? So this is like future proofing for that potential drop then. Possibly. Yeah, I can see if that too. Been on dropping yeah. an announcement. If they drop an announcement in a couple days, this is what will prevent the or in a couple hours at this point. This is what would have preemptively helped prevent confusion. Okay. I just don't know if they meant for this to go live already on the app stores. It um, it, it is the or, standard like trope. Like, hey, we have to differentiate what this is from yes. what that is. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the big thing. That's that was the big red flag for me. Um, another kind of weird thing that's that's kind of out there, um, also in the Square Enix umbrella, we didn't talk much about it. We talked a little bit about it the other week. Um, the Dragon Quest stuff that happened. Dragon Quest Three is getting an HD 2D remake. Yeah. What if, and I've got goosebumps, what if we get like Final Fantasy Three or Final Fantasy Four HD 2D remakes? Because the engine already exists thanks to Octopath Traveler. All it's going to take is that awesome pixel art to make it something as beautiful as that, but Final Fantasy. Possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, these guys... Th- I don't I, like I, I can't... Uh, like, I can't kind of ignore something like that. They're, they have something that's brewing. Whether it's yeah, announced that, now that or later. That is why I brought this up. That is why I brought this up, is because there is no, no justifiable reason for them to randomly, the week before E3, change the names of these games. Yeah. It makes no sense, um, and it's gonna be an interesting one. I am ready to lose my shit um, already because not this just added more to it. I was already excited for the idea of a potential like Souls-like Final Fantasy origin game, but then for this to be happening, I don't need anything except Square Enix. If both of these announcements happen this year, this weekend, um, that's gonna be my entire future. Out of Square Enix, the biggest thing I want to see is 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 more sixteen. I'm just, I'm so oh ready. God, yes, yeah. I, f- I fucking forgot sixteen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. That was the. I'm so excited for old stuff right now, and for like other new things. That yeah, I'm super excited for sixteen as well. We both geeked so hard on on stream about that when it was announced, yeah. and that was in part that was partially why I was like. Um, like I was trying the other day, like, hey, do you guys wanna, you guys wanna watch any of this stuff or, no? Okay, cool, just me. Okay. <laughs> Man, if if the rest of my day wasn't booked, I would totally be down for live watching the rest yeah. of that. If I can find a way to, I'm still going to. But holy shit! And and oh my god, oh my god, I didn't mention this earlier. Um, Square Enix is releasing a special version of their stream for content creators to be able to use. That's cool. Hmm. I do like it. Oh yeah, I did see Smart. that. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. That is Square Enix is being so like Thoughtful. friendly, like yeah. so creator friendly for yeah. this, um, and that's why I love them. Like, you can shit on them for so many different things all you want. Like, oh, they're just really? remaking this game for the eighth time as a cash grab. Like, yeah, that <laughs> happens. Every company does yeah. that, but like they're being friendly with their content creators because they realize the passion is what keeps them going. Yeah, that's what makes them money. Alright. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll tack back to Final Fantasy something here at some point during this, but let's go ahead and move on. One of the first things, I think this might have been the first thing that I saw that was like officially announced 
for E3. Um, and that was uh, Battlefield 2042. I don't even think it was an E3. Uh, yeah, it, just really, had the it wasn't even an E3 in. announcement. Yeah. yeah, it was just like a random thing. Um, that was like just before. Um, today is supposed to be the world premiere. Uh, world today premiere. as of the 13th of the gameplay for it. this. But they did show off um, an interesting, cinematic, an trailer. interesting cinematic trailer. Um, <laughs> so I love how they did this in the first place. They showed like a quick little snippet of a screen that was like glitched out, staticky almost, to let you know it was going to be something kind of futuristic. Yeah. And like, and that was for an entire day. And then this video hit. So the video is really, really cool. It just starts off with like straight havoc, like. Oh, dude, it, it's a fucking plane dropping missiles and then getting itself blown out of yeah, the air. Yeah. Hell yeah. And <laughs> I, I love I love what they did right away. As, you know, people are falling off of this really high, like, cliffside base, like helipad, um, you see, like, Fuck. you see, like, 30 people falling in just, in just frame. And uh, the dude, like, looks over the, like, main character that, you know, you're keeping an eye on. He looks over. Yeah, the camera's following. He just the, everyone else in frame just gets fucking straight plowed over by this, but by, by that like helicarrier that was dropping missiles, yeah, like a falling jet. Yeah, and then yeah. he like squirrel suits out of there. He's got you, you see the parachute and everything. Um, <laughs> Back to squirrels. Really, again. really cool. Um, like way to start it, but it got progressively weird. They started showing off future stuff. Like I don't know. Have, Robot have dogs. they had the robot dogs before? Ever? No, they haven't. I don't they've think they've so. had. I've seen um, it somewhere. No. It, they've had. It, it was um, a bomb defusal robot that was on treads that you had in three, and I think maybe four. And God, that was so much fun driving that around, just zapping people with that. Thing. <laughs> um, I yeah. was an ass in Battlefield Three. I'm the re- I'm probably the reason why they nerfed the recon drone that you could fly around because I'd fly that around and just run that thing into people because it was an instant kill if you ran it into Ugh. someone. <laughs> God, this trailer's stressful. It's crazy. This trailer's fucking stressful. I hadn't watched all of it, it till now. God, it damn has it. spots of it has spots of um, like action. It has actually almost spots of horror. Um, Dude, it has spots of me going fuck, 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 yeah, fuck. Yeah, they like when that wall just fell on those yes, dudes. Yes, there's a whole like massive wall that falls over. There's a spot where they're all in a uh, uh, storage container, and it's straight up just a trap. As soon as they walk through the storage container, people show up front and back. They're above, um, just wiping out this this unit in in this storage container and several areas around the storage container. Um, they show off hovercrafts and uh, like tanks with treads going across like yeah, ice areas. Like, yeah, it has it has a lot a lot of future things that you'd expect. And and Battlefield's known to give us like our awesome destructible environments and stuff yes. too. So I am very excited to see how that kind of plays out. Now, um, what gets the interesting? Aero engineering in yeah. the is bothered by this scene because you never want to stand this close to a rocket launch. Right. Yeah, There's so, a certain distance that you can be at you also for never launch where the sound alone will kill you. You also never want to stand so close to a knife in your throat. True. Either. I try but not to. It just happened a little bit ago. But, but once one that you choose, one is a dude coming up hey, on you. once chose four here. To be fair, though, this is a future rocket. <laughs> so it might be quieter than you're It's like it's still using to. liquid O2 and liquid hydrogen. It's like a Tesla. But you don't know that. 
You don't know that yet. <laughs> it, it has a quiet hum like a Tesla. Nice. <laughs> um, but it does a uh, rocket going off. I did just see the letters ES down the side of it. Maybe it is a Tesla rocket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's no secret they're in that, in that market space. Uh, possibly world domination. Um, but then you see some urban stuff, helicopters, you know, um, amongst skyscrapers, just dodging, um, almost dogfighting, which is kind of cool. Um, definitely something that is to be expected. With this looks like me and GTA Online. <laughs> uh, in uh, expected in Battlefield, um, but it does take kind of a weird turn as as we progress. Um, oh, I, I completely skipped over the. Uh, fact that the dude in the jet ejects himself, has oh, a rocket yes. launcher, blasts the other jet out of the sky, lands back in his jet. Like, what is this? This it's in homage to there were so many there was someone who did that of people who would do people a lot of people would do this in yes. three and four is that they would fly up, get out of their um, plane, shoot their AT-4 rocket launcher at the plane that's been chasing them, and then get back into the plane. Bananas. Uh, so what you're saying is the game is just self-aware of how ridiculous its own franchise has already been. For yes. And, and I think that's a good thing, because I think in some of the past iterations, it tried to take itself way too seriously for what it was. Yeah. Um but shortly after that, you see some ground units in uh, an urban environment. You know they're 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 fighting as you'd expect. Jets crashing, um, and like low flying, and they everyone just kind of stops after a second. You see a dark sky, lightning. Everyone just stops and looks up, and it's a fucking tornado. Mm. What? Like that's that's some just cause four stuff right there. Don't you well, hate when they hit just, you with a tactical tornado? They hit you with a tactical tornado. That's just probably how climate change is going to be affecting us in the next twelve years here. So he tactical hear, tornadoes. Hear me, hear me out. What if this is something you can deploy? Tactical mm -hmm. tornado. That's what I'm like, thinking. It's probably a really like high a tactical tier. nuke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say probably not. I think have it a would crazy be, like, kill streak. I don't know, maybe... Weather effects would be nice, though. I don't, that's not something we've had yet, right? They, Official weather... They've had slight weather effects. Well, yeah, certain maps would have certain things, right? Yeah. Right. But um, it, it barely affected much of the gameplay. It was just like... It's just it raining. It just now start raining or something. Like yeah. That. Right. Granted, but, it's been years since I played 4, so I could be completely wrong about that, too. Another badass thing that happens at... I don't know if it's the same dude... But dude activates uh, like squirrel suit. He spins around for a second, and uh, like you know, a record player. Yeah, <laughs> and then he launches launches out of the uh, like pole of the tornado or hurricane or whatever it is. Um, and that's pretty much all we got. But it was it was a really cool, uh, really cool trailer. Really kind of weird trailer when when you look at that. For me, when you look mm -hmm. at the tornado aspect, which is something that. They're obviously leaning on it's the background of a lot of stuff that you see. It it's, right. looks like you know heavy debris cloud shifting. Um, I don't know. It's been a long time. We were all talking about. It. I think this was one of the big things we kind of talked about, like uh, just in our own personal chat of like how how long it's been since we've played, what we liked, what we've disliked. I know I last one I last one I officially played and it was barely anything was. 
uh, I think Battlefield 1 because we had got that for free. That was the last one I played myself and I And I didn't finish it. I barely touched it to be honest. So that's that's kind of what bums me out about all of this. Um, I love Battlefield 1. I think it had one of the best campaigns ever. Um, I played some Battlefield 5 again, really good campaign. No campaign in this game. Right. Yep. Um, this game going straight multiplayer with a battle royale being added later into like next year, like later on. That's I don't know if I can justify dropping that kind of money on straight multiplayer. That's that's a that's a good point. Um, what is a fair price for just that? If you're gonna give me straight multiplayer and still have microtransactions and still have other things going through it, like battle passes that'll probably end up being mm -hmm. a thing, I I honestly don't I, I can't personally justify thirty bucks. Like yeah. I'm not a multiplayer guy. Now there are people out there this isn't gonna bother a bit because they are multiplayer. Yeah, people. this is the I thing get they that. Do. Yeah. But if you're not going to give me any kind of campaign at all, which is what I need out of a game, I'm not going to give you anything for it. But if I had friends that tried to talk me into it, I wouldn't pay more than 30 bucks for just a multiplayer-only yeah. game that I'm only going to be able to play with friends because I'm already still going to need to have a membership to play the fucking yep. game. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. I can't wait to see what else they kind of talk about. Um, I mean, if they're getting rid of the campaign i know they love their campaigns though uh if you're gonna give me a game and make me pay for it and it's gonna be multiplayer only i better not have to pay for a secondary membership for it and yeah pc people can yell at me and say that's always how it is for pc guys but if you expect me to 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 pay full price for this game and also still have to have xbox live or playstation plus not happening sorry well, yeah, not because at that point I'm not at that point in three months I'm paying them more than I'm paying you for this fucking yeah. game. Well, like I'm not paying that much. What for if it. it? What if it's? What if it is thirty bucks? And what if the campaign that they come out with later is also thirty bucks? I'd be more okay with that, but I, we already know that this is a full price game. This is a seventy dollar title. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. You heard me right, seventy because yeah. EA is still on the they're on the seventy dollar trade, which I'm fine with. But again, this is not the game that's the $70 game no. for me. Um, I said it before, Returnal was not a $70 game to me. It is for a lot of people, kudos to you, it was not that for me. Um, there is a time and place for those games to definitely be that expensive. If you're going to charge me 70 bucks for a game, I better have a fucking campaign in it of some kind. All right. And there's yeah. such good potential here for a campaign. Yeah. yeah. and that, That's why I'm like, what's the plan here? There has to be... There has to be something, right? There's something that we're missing. So, um, I mean, uh, you know, Battlefield uh, does typically support their games a lot longer. So it, mm -hmm. it'll it run yes, for four or five do. years rather than one or two. And they break their games up in a way that it's worth it for that four or five years. I mean, just look at what we had before. We had Battlefield Hardline, which was Cops and Robbers, supported forever. We had Battlefield 4, which was current day right before that. We had Battlefield 1, which is World War One. And then we got Battlefield Five. Like it took forever to get to something like Battlefield Five, yeah. and now we're going to the future. So yeah, then we had the Star Wars games in between all that. It's true. Which we haven't confirmed if it's set in the same universe. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, what if uh, what if that hurricane is from the like Death Star laser? Ooh. Spoiler okay. alert. Sorry. Okay. Okay. 
Yes, yeah, so there's there's a lot there, but seriously, without having any campaign at all, especially after how good the one and five campaigns were, I'm not happy. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I can't wait to see more. I mean, this is something I have my eye on. Um, I do. Not, I, I I don't know. I I do and I don't. It, yeah. It's I'm I'm very interested because I I think um, Major Potty and I are a lot alike in this. We're always looking for something that we can play with longevity you know that that we can play for i think you and and i are looking for that one game that we can just play and not have to worry about anything else from there on (laughs) right and i don't mean from there on i mean from like like hey you know what i'm saying yeah i I know exactly what you're saying it's like hey i want to play this and be invested Um, it's like a no-brainer yeah yeah and okay cool yeah that's kind of a like comfort food game exactly Um, and it has been tough (laughs) to say the least Um, well I'd be interested if they consult with Respawn for some of their game game mechanics because that's something that has been kind of an issue for me in past Battlefield games where I I like the well I like the story for one I wasn't a fan of the campaigns for three and four those really kind of tore it down for me Um, but when comparing the game mechanics of Battlefield versus Call of Duty, which for a while that used to be the big rivalry between the two, and then clearly Call of Duty pulled out ahead by just a massive margin, and I think a lot of it has to do just because the game came, wow, the gameplay mechanics are just so much better on Call of Duty franchises, and with Respawn being former Activision Call of Duty developers who have success with awesome mechanics with um, Titanfall and Apex Legends, I would hope that they would consult with Respawn, uh, since they're both under the EA house, to yeah. try to make the mechanics for Battlefield maybe just a bit better. Yeah, I, I do feel Call of Duty is um, a, video, a shooting video game made as a video game, where Battlefield's a shooting video game made for like realism. Mm. So they want you to, yeah. when you press a button, your character to move like you know, crouch down. You know, not it's not automatic. It's not Call of Duty where when you press a button, it automatically happens. Right. Like, it, it is very... It, it's it's a weird... Um, it's not quite tactical, but it's not quite fast-paced either. It's in this Call weird in-between phase. Yeah, Call of Duty is basically a bullet hell game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And this is not really a bullet hell game. This is more um, tactical. This is more... Uh, and Call right. of Duty does have its tactic, m- tactical modes. Um, you know, there are a few in there that, that you can play. But Call of Duty, for the most part, I feel it's almost like a bullet hell game. Where this is definitely not. You know, there's there's actions that you perform and those actions take time. No, you are completely right on that. So, it, it's it's interesting. I, I, I Again, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on this and, and you know, who knows. Who knows? Um, we we haven't seen gameplay yet, so yeah. so we'll find out here in the next probably a uh, couple of hours um, on what's up with that. All right, the big thing that uh, we of course have here is, was the Summer Games Fest, which was the basically opener to I, I guess E three. I yeah. don't I don't know. It's it's something different. The Summer Games Fest is not E three, but it's in it that same vein, yeah. It's trying to take E3's... Pick up the mantle so everything's all in one place um, since things are so chaotic, which I do definitely appreciate. Um, 
but this was definitely uh this was a show um holy shit was it a they show they had some stuff uh here we were ready for e3 to be like the biggest announcements and i really expected a couple small things from summer games fat from summer game fest and then no <laughs> no so Stop. right out of the gate right out of the freaking gate <clears throat> they're like oh we have something from uh Curebox. and everyone's like oh shit um and it's just because i think i think we, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show um about it being spoiled yeah. It was something, and it was something I didn't look into. I generally, I see spoilers, and I go, "Okay, I'll wait for, you know, someone to officially mm-hmm. announce this." Wait for um, more info. And this spoiler did didn't really do it for me. Um, when I had heard about it, I was like, "Okay, cool. You know, that that's going to be great." Um, but I, I definitely yeah, want to yeah. hear. I was. Yeah. Oh, um, I was. I was ready for it, and then this announcement, like this reveal trailer hooked so hard we're I, i'm pretty sure all of us are pretty big fans of uh Bo- borderlands for one and then for two um y- you know what one of our one of our good friends if you guys have caught our play sessions of bunkers and badasses um you know exactly what we're talking about um you know this is basically that bunkers and badasses game um that was a DLC in two that was you know is being made into a tabletop that we'll be getting later this year um, in video game form. Yeah, now it's going to be its own full, full game, game, not a DLC. From what spawned as a DLC, yep. um, and I I feel like this I, I feel like they've been toying with this for so long now, um, but this is great. I, I knew it was coming like from the the spoiler like the leaks out there. I did not know they were going to have this voice cast. Yeah, pretty pretty um, cool, pretty big voice cast. Um, who was it? It was uh, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett, Andy, Andy Samberg. Samberg. Um, Will Arnett. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, very interesting. It's going to be, if you don't know what Bunkers and Badasses is, it's um, the high fantasy uh, version of Borderlands, uh, where basically they're playing, uh, but D&D. still with guns and still everything. with guns somehow. Yeah, um, but now it's going to have a multi-class system, magic. Um, you'll get a <laughs> yeah, you'll get to create a character, do like pick. Uh, it's it's God, I'm I'm ready. I'm just I, I I'm uh, yeah, and it showed. I'm going to be very torn on this versus Bunkers and Badasses. Like, what will I have the time for? <laughs> It shows, you know, it shows everything from dragons and, uh, you know, someone forging something to zombies and uh, guns. As we said, guns. Guns, um, guns, and more guns. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what they're known for. If it's yep. not broke. Like the gunsiest game ever. It's like a magic gun. It, like, it shoots out, like, basically magic. Magic the gunning. Magic the gunning, yeah. <laughs> um, but pretty crazy. Um can't wait to hear more about this i'm really hoping throughout e3 we get uh, a good eye on what their plans are um, for like packaging and releasing uh oh yeah butt stallion we get butt stallion yeah how could you even forget so hyped for that yeah i am so hyped for butt stallion to be back man my butt stallion never left what a fucking champion um, yeah, they're get, they told they said uh, I guess in one of the streams they did mention who was voicing whom, so I thought that was going to be really cool. I just already 
don't remember where the hell I found that information at, but it's out there somewhere on the internet for who's voicing whom. Um, I don't care. I'm going to get it. Uh, Andy Sandberg and Weller Net were enough to get me there alone. I think <laughs> All I, I read correctly. That, yeah, I think that if I heard, if I read correctly, that Wanda Sykes is going to be a robot. That's, hey, funny. Like That's that. really funny, actually, because her voice as a robot. Come on. <laughs> yeah, she's very, very, very like claptrappy, but um, I guess she's going to be a very anxiety-ridden like helper robot. So Love I'm very that. pumped for that. Um, and and after the reveal, they had of course Ashley Birch out there, who is Tiny Tina's voice, the voice of Tiny Tina, um, out there just talking a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, Tiny Tina's Wonderland is supposed to be uh, slated for early 2022. Um, I'd love to say it's going to make that window. It, it probably <laughs> but won't. It probably but won't. I'm also I'm fine with waiting though. Because um, my biggest thing that I was excited for based on this, I was really hoping that with this being the Summer Games announcement, that at E3 they were going to talk about like a collector's edition and all this other stuff. Mm. Um, I'm glad they didn't. So they haven't given us any kind of packaging details, yet. any kind of pricing idea, anything yet about it. And that's good because typically as soon as those announcements are made, I drop money. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I need to... Well, I, with I, the I, way I this that. E3 is trending... I'm going to need to hold my money for some other things right now, so let me space some stuff out. Yeah. Um, but super cool. That was a big... I I mean, everything that we've kind of talked about up to this point, this was the first big announcement of the E3, in my mind. Yeah. Um, really, yeah, really E3 exciting. week. Yeah. I, I As soon as this came out, I got a mess of text. Even, I even got one from Goody. He did just simply sent me, we're playing that, right? That was all he said. And Ian, <laughs> I, of course, messaged Ian, who, you know, um, we've had on the show several times, d- designer of Bunkers and Badasses. I was like, you son of a bitch, you knew. And he was like, he just kind of, like, laughed it off. Um, it was just, it was just fun. Um, but uh, that's definitely this. It's interesting that he got to be, Ian uh, got the opportunity to be the designer on that project. Because this is... If there was a game that we had, it was it's Borderlands, as as like just friends that play video games together. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be it'll be really cool to get a chance to play this with, uh, you know, Ian and and pretty much everybody. Just knowing how excited they are for it. Um, they also showed off. I don't know. I was kind of excited about this. The uh, Metal Slug Tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's gonna that be was good. cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think a lot of us here are like super into tactics games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, I'm I'm big into both Metal Slug and, and tactics. tactics. And when you give me anime cutscenes and stuff, then I'm sold. Like it's beautiful. I'm sorry, you just super hit like 17 year old me. Yeah, it, like, it, I am there. It, um, what was that game? Uh, the the art style is straight up like Mercenary Kings for gameplay. Mm. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it just has that that really good pixel. Um, pop, I, I think is the best way that I could explain it. Um, God, this looks so good. Beautiful. Oh, this looks so good. Yeah. Um, and it was really awesome to go from something I was hella excited for to something that I didn't know I wanted, but am now really right. excited for. Mm-hmm. They nailed it, man. Smart. Yeah. And and then like I, I'm ready for that. Like I didn't even I didn't get to watch all this, so I was finding all the stuff out via Twitter. Like thanks to Wario sixty four afterwards, sure. um, and. Yeah, this this is one of my biggest surprise moments. I was like, oh hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. 
So that was cool. Um, next up, uh, Jeff talked with Hideo Kojima. Um, I think oh, man. Kojima was dropping so many hints. Just the way that he was uh, talking, he, I was like, why is he talking so cryptic? Um, oh, though, to be fair, it's Hideo Kojima. He can only it, talk cryptically. Well, it felt... like I, I, That's why I was so... like He is such a weird, unique person Very much, that yeah. that's why when he was originally working with like Guillermo del Toro for stuff, that I was like, this is going to make no sense mm-hmm. and I'm going to love it because they're two of the weirdest fucking people in the world. Um... Kojima, I feel like, overanalyzes himself for what he says. <laughs> sometimes I, tries to not come across as, like, overcomplicated, but he actually overcomplicates it by doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but it, then he'll tweet about how much he loved that last cheeseburger he had because the place looks cool. <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, like, let me know. Like, I he's, he is the most. He is the most, like mentally advanced and like overcomplicated four-year-old I've ever seen. <laughs> Every time he comes on screen I look at someone and I'm like, should I get those glasses? Yes, you should. <laughs> I'm like, those are awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, Jeff was trying to poke him, trying to get the shit out of him for uh, what he's working on next. He shut him down, but he talked very cryptic. Um, at the end of this, it did say captured on PS5. It starts showing off some new Death Stranding stuff that is very, very Metal Gear inspired. Yeah. Um, to the point, at the end of this trailer, it is such like a like kidney shot at um, like Konami. Uh, it 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 made me laugh. Um, at the very end, I'm trying to scrub to it in the live video. Uh, of course, there are cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. And um, he jumps in one. He jumps in one and crouches down, which I, I guess I didn't understand that. I, I it, you know, aside from just Metal Gear, I was like, why did he do that? Like, why would a person do that? Oh, that's literally the only reason. Yeah. And he closed up the box and he puts it on the shelf, and it says "Handle with Love, Fragile Express." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's a like a kidney shot at Konami of like. You know, you guys are fragile. Um, I don't know, but eh, the whole thing was pointing out a director's cut um, coming to. Please let this PS5. be a free upgrade for me. Uh, yeah, let, let this be an upgrade would, for me from the PS4 version that I haven't played yep, yet. I would like that, but also it's like it didn't. I guess it didn't tease anything of like what's in the director's cut. Uh, aside from seeing this warehouse. You know this this Metal Gear inspired mm-hmm. warehouse where it does have all the racks and and the barricades and the guys are like walking through, like, kind of like you know in Metal Gear I always like thought these guys are they're patrolling but they're just walking aimlessly you know like a weird pattern, and that's exactly what they're doing which is definitely a departure of Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, uh, I. I I think this was, you know, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is definitely up uh, Major Potty and Filter Chords Alley. Uh, yep. Jeff Goldblum talking a bit more about um, a Jurassic Park. Uh, it was Evolution 2, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. And I know um, you guys have a lot more experience with that than I do, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a park builder game based on the Jurassic Park universe. And it's the first one was definitely 
basically a modernization of an older game that came out called Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, which was just a t- just an amazingly fun Jurassic Park park builder. Mm. And this looks just absolute I mean granted this is probably this is just cinematic stuff but still this would be an absolutely amazing gorgeous dinosaur park building game that I speaks to the five year old me who grew up being wanting to become a paleontologist as a kid I was the one of those dinosaur kids and I can't wait to see what um, they do for this next iteration for this yeah the uh, the previous uh, you know Jurassic World Evolution 1 um, was kind of bare bones. You could tell that it was basically modernizing an older game. Um, it didn't have some of the customization options you would expect from a Frontier game. Um, mm-hmm. And then they you know, turned around and released uh, Planet Zoo, which is like the most detailed uh, you know, zoo creation and management game in the universe. So I th- I'm thinking they're going to take that experience and, and just make this a lot more customizable, a lot more technical, a lot more detailed. Um, yeah, very excited for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they got into um, some Sable. There was a musical performance uh, by Japanese Breakfast for uh, that game Sable, which has amazing art. Um, and and it, it was it was pretty brief, but they showed off you know some gameplay uh over the performance um it's uh i I don't know i I appreciate it just because i i really like the art that it was showing off um and then beyond that they start talking about a title called lost ark uh did you guys see that at all do you guys recall lost ark um it was it looked like it was like gods and demons and like yeah, high it's, it's a Korean MMO. It's it's a Korean MMO that I guess they're finally bringing to the yeah, West. Okay, okay. Somebody. I yeah, I was completely like, what am I looking at here? Um, because it kind of looked cool, uh, but then again, I was like, it, it's kind of it kind of have like a Diablo feel. I, I didn't a hundred percent know what to make of it. They were just sh- I think they showed off a little bit of gameplay throughout, um, but. It's interesting. If it's an MMO, that actually makes it a little more interesting. Mm. Um, so, uh, moving on from that, they had some uh, Call of Duty Warzone Season 4 stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, Talked a little bit about Among Us. They gave us some stuff there. They, they gave us like they gave us a little bit of everything throughout this. So, oh, Ryan, Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Free Guy, which is a movie I forgot about. Um, I think the yeah, world forgot about that. that movie. Who? I cannot wait to see that. It looks fun. Um, uh, and then they got into, I think, Johnny, you were excited for the Salt and Sacrifice. Yeah, I love Salt and Sanctuary, so Salt and Sacrifice looks dope. Um, let's see what else we had here. Oh, uh, a game that uh, Major Body and I both picked up, uh, unfortunately, on separate platforms, um, Chivalry 2. Mm. Which came yeah. out very played recently. a little bit of that this week. Yeah, thoughts? Uh, How'd that go? I I mean, <laughs> it it was chivalry too. I yeah. um like the first game came out and it was definitely just it was 
it needed to needed work and stuff like that. And I was having issues this last week trying to join in with a game with my brother and some friends and stuff like that and probably spent like half hour, 45 minutes just trying to figure out what was going on. So I will, you know, preface that some warning that their matchmaking or server finding stuff does need to be refined a bit. So that's probably just kind of typical with any online uh, game that gets released that you have to give it some time before they can refine some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, gameplay? It, it, I mean, Hell it's just, fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Um, just It was a lot more chivalry. Yeah. If you play um, the first one, you play the set. Um... It's like the second one with uh, it looks prettier. There's um, some more customization to it. I'm definitely going to need some more time with it and stuff. And I have a feeling that my friends and my brother are going to be pulling me into it, probably it, at least for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, it's so. it's straight up silly fun. Um, oh yeah. Well, when I was playing, and you saw this happen here in the trailer here, that uh, we were assaulting some fort, and I was. Uh, working on the catapults i was loading uh rocks into the catapults while someone else was firing them and some dude on our team stands on top of the catapult and just launches himself at the floor i have no <laughs> idea what happened to this man but he uh King. he well, decided I mean, to fly in the air i didn't see what happened to the man i know what happened to the man <laughs> <laughs> i know in my heart uh but you can pick up everything like um oh yeah at one point, I, uh, I I knocked a shield away from a guy, picked it up, um, and threw it back at him, which I thought was hilarious. You can just when, chuck your weapons at them. You can cool. pick up like severed heads and just yep. pitch them across the field. When you're down, uh, you can just punch people in the kneecaps um, until someone either revives you or finishes you off. And you can um, lose yeah, limbs. You can throw all your weapons... And then just try desperately try to find a weapon to pick up afterwards. Yeah, that's that's the move. Uh, <laughs> and it's not just limited to running in with an axe or a sword or a sword and shield or whatever. Um, no, they have like uh, sledgehammers. They have glaives. Uh, you can even be an archer and stay back, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. pretty fun. Uh, but you're immediately a target. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's. Um, it's fun, and there's a lot of people, uh, you know, a, a lot of people all at the, the same time doing stuff. Tutorial so. training was a lot better with 2 than the first one. Um, okay. It definitely helped out a lot more with understanding the mechanics of, like, trying to figure out how to swing, block, timing, and, like, doing combos with your stuff. Yeah, yeah, because you, it's not really where your cursor is where you're going to hit. It's the arc that the weapon is going to make. So if you're doing exactly. like a wide swing, you can hit three to four people in one mm -hmm. clean arc. Um, my brother had like a triple decapitation at one point when we were playing. I had a few. I did have a few. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, good game. Definitely go check it out. I think you can pick it up on most platforms at this point um if you're playing on pc i think it's exclusive to epic um, eventually crossplay they've said will come to this it's just not hopefully soon this time unfortunately hopefully hopefully very soon yeah um because i would have bought it elsewhere one of my other friends was like hey i'm picking that up um and he's like do you want to play and i was like sure yeah um so you know that was the reasoning there and then i had a ten dollar off as well um, uh, gotcha. on epic game so 
That was kind of a win-win. Uh, pushing on through, they showed off some stuff for uh, Valorant with uh, a, a new agent um, that was teased. Escape from Targoff got uh, Streets of Targoff, which is a new map, um, urban map, which I'm pretty sure some people will be stoked on. Um, game looks interesting. I, I haven't... Um, I know it's a little older. Um, it kind of became the flavor of the week for uh, a week. Yeah. But I think it just kind of maintains some of its uh, player base. So that's good. Um, one that we knew about, but they just confirmed. Uh, Two Point Campus. Which looks... Um, Two Point Hospital, but with a campus. Uh, I feel like this... Did you see this one, Filter? Um, yeah, I, I remember this kind of leaked early. Um, yes. So I was trying to avoid anything, and I didn't hear when they officially announced it, so I'm kind of getting distracted by the trailer here a little bit. It looks really interesting. Yeah, it, um, it, it looks like exactly what, if you played exactly what you Hospital, expect. you saw. Yeah. It's exactly what you'd expect. Um, I, I love, I really love the quirkiness that this game offers. Uh, so I'm interested to see... I feel like they're just going to put those tropes that you had um, on the different patients. They're just going to put those on, uh, you know, put those on the different types of students and degrees. Um, so, I don't know, yeah, I think this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, they did, uh, they talked about Netflix Geek Week, which um, I guess is okay, a Okay, so Netflix Geek Week was, was huge. There was a lot of dumb stuff announced this past week on Netflix that I don't even have the time to get into. Right, everything gets an, an everything gets an anime adaptation. That's pretty much what you need to know. And then they tease Lance Riddick being in their Resident Evil adaptation like three different points too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's our Wesker. It's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited. He dude tends to make things that he's in really good. Um, so yeah. It'll always be uh, Colonel Broyles from Fringe for me. Um, moving along, they did. They they talked about uh, you know Smite, and they talked about some Stranger Things crossovers. Um, let's see. The Cuphead else. show, man. Wayne Brady gotta, is going they to be gotta the point Wayne show. Brady. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, Fast Castle and the Furious, Bane. Fast and the Furious uh, coming to Rocket League. Three car bundle, boys. Oh, Jesus, that Already? seems like a team up that should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, I know, right? Like this one just makes sense. Um, oh, they talked a little bit about uh, New World, which is that MMO from uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yep. Uh, I-, I didn't see yeah, exactly sure. what they said about it, but I don't think I saw like a release date. So <laughs> let me double check. I want to double check. Because have we, have we have we got anything for Amazon up to this point? No, no, I don't. We don't. We don't need it. Yeah. Well, I, I want to see something like you know they they've been working on it forever. It's yeah. You don't you don't need it. Okay, New it's World Amazon. Deep Dive will be um, outside of Friday, and this was the tenth. Okay, so. The deep dive already happened, so you should be able to find the New World deep dive if you are hella interested, which I'll probably go back and check out. Um, the game that Johnny scoffed at, um, 
the uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is uh, Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an alpha for that. I agree at the scoffing, but it, it looks it looks interesting. If there's an alpha to be had, um, everything's a battle royale now. Everything's yeah. a battle royale. Yeah. Um, they showed off uh, House of Ashes, uh, the new um, Dark Picture Anthology's uh, title. Um, I haven't I haven't been jumping into these. I, I know Man of Madame played that a bit, and then I looked a little bit at the one. Oh, some of the like ones after that. I was just about to say Man of Madame. <laughs> But, yeah, they are, um, it's a really interesting idea. I really like the direction that they're going. And I just think uh, too much of that style of game, though, is kind of a bad thing for me. Like, I get kind of, like, I definitely want to play, like, a narrative-heavy, like, almost, like, point-and-click game. Which is what it almost feels like because you're just making these decisions. Um, yeah, it has it has, of course, uh, you know, gameplay. But um, I, I like get into a mood for that, and I'm not always in the mood for that. So it makes these titles really difficult for me. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Tale Tales of Arise, which I do not remember oh yeah i do remember seeing it briefly yeah um let's see planet of lana uh over oh overwatch 2 they talked about a bit more with overwatch 2 um they had the dark alliance gameplay let's see paladins monster hunter weezer played yeah, they gave us they gave us a lot of content like updates for some existing things which it is what it is they also gave us a lot of stuff that's already on the way that we're going to have access to very soon yeah um and they showed off i think they did a really small thing for back for blood um i don't think it was showing off really anything more Uh, i don't know did they, they they might have talked about the um pre-order and get uh, early access and um, uh, like alpha access a bit early. Yeah, and I think they showed an additional enemy type. I think they may was have. About. Yeah. Um, oh, they did show off uh, the Evil Dead game uh, which yes. looks pretty cool. Um, I, I, I said it on um, on our Facebook in the chat, but like I, I really like what it's doing. I just hope the mechanics are stronger than in the games that have come before it. Games like Friday the Thirteenth and Dead by Daylight. Um, I just I played Dead by Daylight a few matches, and I'm like, man, this plays like dog shit. Um, <laughs> like it's bad. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had the chance, but it's it's super super slow, yeah. and just it feels bad. Uh, Friday the 13th was the same way, um, but I, I think I kind of cared a bit more about what was happening there. And then the people I played that with really made that experience. Yeah, I, I, was, I was actually about to make that same argument for this. Um, the, oh, God damn it, of course the car is in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, cars too? Oh, damn it. The fucking Raimi-mobile's in it all the time. 
Um, I feel like even if this doesn't play the best, it's the source material is going to make people want it, and that's honestly what'll get me into it. It's going to pull in some of that audience as well from those previous games because Friday yeah. the Thirteenth is straight up defunct now. All those people basically fled to Dead by Daylight, I, and personally, which has gotten two, everything. It's gotten everything, but it hasn't got uh, Evil Dead. <laughs> it hasn't got Bruce. Game. Don't call me Ash Campbell. Yeah, and. He was already, like, making jokes. He's like, you can even play as the bad guy if you're a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so that looks fun. Uh, and then to cap it off, shit. It was a big one. Um, Jeff, just like, oh, people yeah. can stop texting me. You can stop tweeting <laughs> him, reaching out to me about it. Because it's finally, finally time. And then it says, from software... Bandai Namco Entertainment, you start to see um, what looks like a, a pony. like a Souls game. Um, and then it says George R. R. Martin, Mizaki, you're just like, oh boy, here we are. And uh, it, it goes into Elden Ring. Um, yeah, look up look up that trailer. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I think... Uh, you know, as as we're going through everything that it's showing off, which looked really cool, much brighter. I, I think I've mentioned that a few times. Much brighter than I anticipated. Mm. Um, well, only in places that we've seen so far. I didn't um, expect it at all. Like, I don't know why I expected this thing to be just darkness, like all it, like it bloodborne. Looks, it looks like we're gonna have. I I, bl- I think we're gonna have a dynamic day night cycle. I think you will. Um, but I think we're going to have a day-night cycle. Um, a, a couple small things they confirmed. Dynamic weather. Um, That's cool. That's really cool. The dynamic weather effects are what make me think we're going to get a day-night cycle as well. That would make um, sense to have that. We're going to have existing NPCs that will act upon you in an either a helpful or harmful way. Um, Definitely so harmful. going to be really neat. Um, it, it's, it, it's just it's open world dark souls in the best way yeah um seamless huge seamless environment uh it's not hub based like we're used to seeing in from soft games it's an open world so mm-hmm. that's going to be very unique it's going to be interesting um, to see that little bits of the video kind of gave me like breath of the wild vibes and not i don't like just throwing that out there but seriously the idea of running around on horseback and then having like a huge group of enemies that I can just jump off my horse and go to attack was very very Breath of the Wild for me the Um, biggest thing that they announced was a January 20 was it 21st or 22nd 21st 21st. 2022 release Um, I I, I don't it'll probably be pushed (laughs) to be honest Uh, but that's really cool um, it's the fact that they have this much stuff to show us makes this probably the best kept secret in gaming because even the the bad like leaks that we got before gave us nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I have a lot of questions about the game. Um, I and and it's it might just be selfish. Uh, it's something that I want, something that I, I'm not and I'm not expecting, but something that I do want. Um, I, I want to play this with friends. Um, oh, it's going to have multiplayer. Uh, did they confirm that? Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't see that. It, it's it's going to have multiplayer just like the Dark Souls games. Okay, well, I'm in. I didn't see that confirmation. Up to four, I wanted up to to four players. More. Hell yeah. So 
That's cool. And I know uh, pretty much every time we talk about a game like this, Felter, you're hella <coughs> excited for it. And you're like, I, it looks cool. I don't think I'm going to ever play it, though. And yeah. I don't think you really have really played one. Um, no. Just because. Uh, but playing with uh, playing with friends, that's what I think. Um, I, I know I, it's got a few people that I know that were on the fence or, you know, originally just actively didn't like it um it turned the tide for them with the game um always a possibility i I, i'm always interested to see what gets people into uh into one of the from soft games as of right now filter cord just passive aggressively doesn't like these games (laughs) as of now he's just like i'm like philosophically uh against the entire like concept of a like game like the fact difficult that game. they want to like <laughs> explicitly they just want to make it as like hard like well let's not make good See, mechanics let's make them hard i don't even feel like they're hard yeah I, like, it, it really is just a matter of once you figure out the mechanics it, it's a rhythm play, they're, too they're, that you just have to watch and right learn and it's all based on your own play style you evolve to get better at it your your play style evolves while playing it yeah i, the, I don't like that the, i like to be instantly good at it <laughs> I, no, I, I I like the journey. You can you can pretty much be instantly good at it if you if you're paying attention to your enemy and not yourself. I think that's a really big. If you're okay, I need to block. It looks like he's going to do something big. Okay, he did something big. Uh, okay, well he's doing something else. He's readying up a little bit different. Uh, okay, he did a different style attack, and then you kind of it comes down to anticipation and figuring out you know when to roll what are the like god damn areas it. You can this stand trailer in. this trailer really likes hands and fingers it does damn and did eyes. uh resident evil 8 make this <laughs> these are all of fucking ethan winter's hands sorry king uh, a hell of a crossover a hell of a crossover but i'm ready for it uh but that's pretty much the whole show uh they have a pretty long trailer i know they talk a bit more about you know some other games and just uh, things throughout. Um, if you're checking out the Summer Games Fest uh, Game Awards, mm-hmm. um, really broke down. Uh, we're not going to get into all of the extra things that they, you know, sat down and played and people they talked to and things like that. Um, but uh, the big notes, um, you know, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, I would say Elden Ring. El- of course, Elden Ring. Um, um, Elden Ring again. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, fuck it, Elden Ring a third time. Fuck it, three times. It's all of them. Um, and Jurassic World. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I said and Jurassic World. And I was gonna say Jurassic World and probably Evil Dead. <laughs> um, that would be the probably the big the big four. Oh shit! Nope, Metal Slug. Gotta put Metal Slug in there. They just keep coming. Uh, good ones. Top five right there. Um, Not after watching that video, no surprise. So. Uh, Damn, I just want to keep watching the Elden Ring one though. So that was a huge one. Um, Big. That was probably probably the biggest biggest thing that happened this week. Um, Of course, all the different things going on. Uh, Cuck Media had a two-hour-long Zoom. You say Cuck Media? (laughs) They pronounce it Koch. I think is what. I hate that. Yeah. Koch. Cuck Media. Got it. I I guess. I mean, I see it. I thought it was Cuck Media. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, what they they mentioned their new publishing label, right? 
Right. I didn't yeah. watch this literally at all. They <laughs> so. said they had payday three years down the road. Perfect. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance <laughs> coming to the Switch for no reason. It's going to look like ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I the, do the, like Kingdom the, Come the things I've seen about that have been uh, Kingdom Come coming to the Switch. Who asked for this? Somebody Kingdom came on my Switch. Um, a new Painkiller game yeah. is coming out. Um, the Chant, a survival horror game coming in 22. A fresh take on the horror space. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> a new sci-fi FPS, Code Final Form. Fuck, um, that was so bad. <laughs> Uh, a trailer bad. for the Mole Men. I mean, Dolmen. Mole Men. Uh, Hold on. Roll it back. Sci-fi. From The Simpsons? Yes. Yes, actually. No. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Dolmen, which is a sci-fi action game with Lovecraftian influences, which I'm guessing means racism. Mm. I really <laughs> don't <that>. know. <laughs> it's just, know, it's Mole Men I don't know which Simpsons Lovecraftian influences they're talking about, like as a person or as a writer. Interesting. Both? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting question. King's Bounty 2, uh, Scars Above. Scars Above, they're describing as like Lara Croft in space. I, I, I don't like that description. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Watching that trailer, um, that is the best way to describe what they were, what little they showed of that. But theirs wasn't a big, theirs wasn't a big one. These could have been, this didn't have to be its own thing. Yeah. All of these titles could have been announced in other places. And it definitely didn't um, need to be two hours of this. Jesus Christ, I don't even want to click the article ever again. <laughs> all right, lots well, of let's... small things that we're not going to see for quite a while, so that's uh, that's really all that is. Yeah. Um, Good times. Um, so let's close that and never open it again. Um, right. Bye bye. We can this rip on. Good. We can rip on Godfall. You guys want to always ready for that. One. Uh, Gearbox had their E3 presentation where we got to see a little bit more about Tiny. It was like an 11 minute session, man. It was short. Um, they confirmed that they talked about Tiny Tina a little bit. They talked about the Borderlands movie. They talked about a new update coming to Godfall with some new DLC. Ooh. And then they said that Godfall's also coming to PS4 along with that new update. So why? Um, God, it already I, fell. Fi- um, failed. Fell? Uh, I, I, uh, I said Godfall is falling down a whole generation. Um, because Filter, you had this... a good joke on that earlier. That's pretty funny. Uh, I, had, I, I, was, I was rolling a couple the balls Metacritic. down the field. Uh, Godfall, more like Metacritic average score fall. <laughs> I don't know if it can fall any further. Than well, that. I mean, it's yeah, bringing it's down the whole down company. There. It's just we we were talking about it on the pre-show before we went live, and you know I I think I think I'm the only one who actually played this game here, and it is uh, it's a really average game, unremarkably <laughs> like average. It's not even I can't even think about one thing that this thing does that's good, and I'm really good at that. I'm always open to hey, well you know Anthem had great flying. You know, um, it, games usually have something, and this doesn't have anything. I guess yeah. all of them together are so mediocre that it's not a bad game. It's just not a good game. Not even a good game. It's not even like uh, like it. I don't well, even know if it falls Well, you and I were talking about wanting six. to get into this, and like before 
release and everything like that. It's like, hey, this could be something that is genuinely fun to play together or something like that. It looks great. And then you you got through a deal with Target, I believe, mm-hmm. and I held off and waited, and you played it, and you gave me this impression, and I'm like, you know, I think I'm good. Yeah. Yes. Really, really yeah. smart. I, I still I almost it. got it through that. I almost got it through that Target deal, um, but it wasn't in stock for them to ship it to me, and it got delayed by two weeks. So they, I let they they let me cancel the order <laughs> on it, which is Lucky. actually how I scored a completely free game. Um, so that's totally fine. That buy two get one worked great for me in the end. Um, what kills me though is so much of the early Godfall hype was about how this is only going to be capable on a PS5. Yeah. You know, these are such great particle effects. Only the PS5 can handle this. You know, you've got these awesome adaptive triggers and the each and like the 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 dual sense um, haptic feedback and all this, and it's gonna be so great because the PS5 can do this and nothing else can. Even the PC version is gonna pale in comparison to the PS5 version. Mm-hmm. Why is it dropping to PS4 then if it's only supposed to be so great on the PS5? Did did Cyberpunk not show companies anything? Like, like I, I think I think this is uh, it's dumb but it's logical because they're like well we already have the PC and the PC is going to be pretty much the exact same thing as the like PS4 edition you know all that stuff already stripped down uh, we just have to optimize the particles and you know a few other things and we've got a game if it sells you know e- even a small amount of copies it's going to be a success they're going to get more right. out of it than they would have yeah, I think you're right. This is just... They knew the reception of this game. They knew the reviews of it. And so this is just an effort to try to get more sales for it. Um, a, even a few more. Yeah. yeah. And it, not that it's a good idea. Not that it's a good idea. I, but it's I got an talked idea. out of buying it. I got talked out of picking it up recently. It was on a Gamefly sale for 25 bucks, And I had it in my cart. And then I got a phone call that made me not want to get it. Um, and it wasn't even about the game. It was a it was a potential thing about some E three news that I had heard about coming up. And I was like, I'm gonna hold off. I don't need Godfall that bad. I'm gonna wait. That twenty five bucks can go towards something else. I still have Squeenix and I still got Nintendo to get me excited. So that's money I'm gonna put towards them. Yeah. All right. Do we have any other Godfall jokes that we wanna? Um. I I would say, but it's it's already out there. I mean, it's it it's it. Yeah. I don't think there's a bigger Godfall joke than Godfall. Man. What a letdown. Godfall was so bad uh, that the Catholic Church sued for libel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. God. Uh, Godfall. <laughs> Godfall. Um, so the last thing, uh, it was yesterday, they did the Ubisoft S- Forward. Speaking of presentations that were longer than they needed to be. Uh. Yeah, no, I pretty much got all of my news um, from Wario sixty four on this from from yeah from Twitter and what you guys were talking about uh, while I was doing other things. Um, I don't know. What are the heavy hitters here? Uh, was there um, they any big takeaways that stood out? They so started off with Rainbow Six Extraction, which was essentially like you, Rainbow Six Left for Dead. Mm-hmm. Used to be no, quarantine. Used to be quarantine, yep. but then yeah. after 2020, they decided no. I would have doubled down um, on it, but that's just me. Rainbow Six <laughs> Month Quarantine. So, so we've got new Rainbow Six dropping. Um, yeah. 
survival horror-y feel to it. It's got like we, like I said in the group chat yesterday. And like you just said, it's got major Left for Dead vibes. That's it. Everything has Left mm-hmm. for Dead vibes right now. Why? And didn't 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 I they think have people are just nostalgic for it? Yeah, this is that one. Oh, they renamed it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, ah, it was quarantine and now it's extraction. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm less excited for that all of a sudden. <laughs> um, this was a neat one. Uh, the second thing they announced, I was actually kind of excited for yeah. though, because like Rainbow Six Extraction looks cool, whatever. And you're gonna play it or you're not. Um, Rocksmith Plus. I love Rocksmith. Rocksmith Plus cool is gonna be a membership. It's going to be a membership, and it's going to be doable on. Uh, it's, it's going to be usable on a lot of different platforms in the end, uh, but they're going to be doing a, a trial for it, like a beta on PC, very soon. Yeah, that's cool. Rocksmith is, um, yeah, Rocksmith is is really really. Um, I, I think I think it's super advanced. When it first came out, like as soon as it came out, I was like, I, I need that. I think. Was I working? Yeah, I think I was working retail at that point already. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and uh, I think it was like I wanted it really bad, and everyone told me uh, when when I worked there, they were like, "No, it's it, you know, it's sold out. We can't. We're not going to get any extra copies of it." Um, but it was like close to my birthday, and I think Ashley went in and told everyone basically to tell me that, and then they put one back, and she gave it to me for my birthday. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> so I still got it, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a really good way to, like, learn a skill. It's basically that idea of like, oh man, these people are really good at Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Like, they would be really good if they put that effort into actually learning the instrument. This is that. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And this game was a nightmare to keep in stock because everybody wanted it because everyone broke that fucking USB mm-hmm. to to guitar cable that came the with box, it. Yeah. God, that cable was awful. Yeah. It's very breakable. Oh, God, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I still remember people coming in pissed off that we didn't have them. Or people that would drive, like, three hours because we showed the game in stock, <laughs> but it wasn't the version with the cable. And gotta call ahead. Any better. You gotta call ahead. Idiots. Yeah, I remember at um, one point they released some of those cables as like an accessory you could buy or we maybe we had them pre-owned or something i don't know but uh we very briefly had some of those and people would just grab like four of them <laughs> uh so after that they showed off i don't know they so ubisoft has this obsession with wanting to make an extreme sports game that's not skateboarding mm-hmm. I mean, let them, though. They're the only place that does anymore. They're the only company that does. So they did Steep, which I still think Steep was a pretty cool game, Um, especially if you were playing with, like, one or two people. Uh, You you know, you you could have a lot of fun with that. Even Solo, I had a lot of fun. Riders Republic is their next thing. Um, It's more of a, like, woodsy outdoor. So going from, like, snowboarding... uh, whatever that squirrel suit thing is hang gliding and skiing you're switching to um i think it's bmx i think we saw the, oh there's I still saw snowboarding a, i saw a snowmobile yeah snowmobile i think i saw a four-wheeler um i don't know if i've seen uh i don't think i've seen any um like dirt bikes yet though yeah, I mean, it looks neat. It looks neat for what it is. It's got, like, your off-road bicycles and stuff, too, which is cool, but 
Um, it'll be its own thing. It looks like it'll be fun, not my kind of drop money on it fun, but if I had the kind of time to kill on a video game like I did as a teenager on PS2, I would love this game. Yeah. Um, it's huge. There's a lot going on in it. It's just not my style of game, but I totally it, see where the success is going to come from. And it's open world. Um, yes. So it's a big open mountain where you can just do whatever you want, wherever you want. Um, so they lean a lot, and they keep doing it. They keep leaning. Oh, I like the name Mammoth Mountain. Nice. Um, Hell yeah. Which <laughs> we always, uh, like every time I go to look up anything MGI just to see like what our top stuff is, that's the first thing that comes up. Um, but they really, really lean on, um, uh, like playing with friends. Uh, that's the biggest thing with, uh, I feel like, um, you know, between this and steep, it's like, get, you know, get 10 of your closest friends together. And I'm like, I have like three <laughs> and none of them play multi, <laughs> like, yep. like one of them plays multiplayer. <laughs> So, I, I, I don't know. But it looks like they're doing some experimental stuff. They have this, like, almost, like, jet that's strapped to your back. It's pretty much a jetpack that you can fly with. I, I don't know. This game yeah, looks... Yeah, they're, 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 they're aware they're going, how ridiculous they can be. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pushing to... Um, with with this know, the game, engines, they're literally so. only... They have one goal, and it's just fun. Yeah. Like, that's this their only goal. like something that I could see myself getting on a sale and having a good time with. This yeah. looks like a blast. It looks like it's super, super fun. Yeah. Um, I would say if that's a thought of yours, check out check out Steep. You, you have Game Pass now. Just go yeah. download Steep and check it out. I'll have to give that a shot then. Yeah, it's fun. If you get Unless into it, let it me know. screws up my gamer score like uh, No Man's Sky did. Sorry. Yeah, that's my <laughs> We need to play more No Man's Sky though, to be honest. Yeah, well, now I have that to. It was fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, at least I thought it was fun. Um, no, it was fun. <laughs> Mistakes were made, but it was fun. Yeah. So, Riders Republic looks cool. They showed us another game right after, um, which yeah, was a weird trailer. Siege. I, yeah, it was a weird trailer. I didn't quite know what to think of it, because I certainly didn't realize that it was Rainbow Six as it was showing it. Um but they showed some like, some new Rainbow Six stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, Talking more about cross uh, cross play and cross progression coming. So, um, so they talked about that. That's the interesting piece. Is they're including? Um, I think PC may have been included in cross play, but Stadia and it's coming to Amazon Luna, which is really mm. weird. Yeah, um, streaming thing. Yeah, that's that's June thirtieth, and then early next year, it's going to be on all. It's going to be coming to Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, with cross progression between all platforms, so own okay, it on okay. one for own it on one platform, and then on the other Play platforms have that progress go. Yeah, and I think that I think they've made is the base game free in all these places still. No, it's still cheap though. Okay, the okay. base game is still dirt cheap. That has to be what they're what they're gonna be switching to is like, hey, play this game. You can play it everywhere, and then spend money. And honestly, this is this is kind of the big thing that's that's become Ubisoft's thing is games as a service. Um, they are the company that has nailed it. Um, Rainbow Six is what set it off for them. Yeah, I would agree that definitely Rainbow Six set it off. Um, they talked about everybody's favorite game right next or right after. Um, Just Assassin's Dance Creed Valhalla. 
No, no, oh. that's that's later. Just Dance 2022. Hell yeah! Um, I, I I skipped it on purpose. Sadly, Just Dance 2022 is not going to be on the Wii this year. Ah shit. Oh, so, okay. That I I drew a line in the sand, and they knew it. So that and is kind are. of a big deal this year. Um, even last year when it dropped on the Wii, a lot of people took that as a joke and laughed about it. I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of cool though because of the reasoning. It's uh, to sell three copies, and they've made their money back. Yeah. Honestly, well, when it came to the Wii version, that's because Wiis are very predominant in like rehab centers, like hospitals, things like that. Oh. Um, for sure, yeah, I didn't think about that. Was their biggest reason there. for releasing yeah. it on the Wii? Yeah. Um, yeah, was for those purposes, and there was no point in doing a Wii U version because it was still the Wii version. So whatever. Yeah. Um, it was a neat idea. I know there were super limited copies of it for available for the Wii. You essentially had to pre-order it to get it. Um, but I kind of wish I had a copy of it, like, sealed, just so I could say I had the last Wii game. Hell yeah. Um, All right. But like you said, they did go to Valhalla. Um, they talked some Assassin's Creed. Uh, they talked about the successes they've had with the uh, most recent expansion. And they talked about the new one that's coming up. Um, they also What was the new one that's coming up? Uh, the new one's coming up is the uh, Paris Siege. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. which is based on actual historical events. I remember before yep. the game came out, we were talking about the season pass, and that one was something that Filter was very excited for. Um, because that, that, was a, that was a, a huge historic deal. Mm -hmm. um, so I like the idea that Assassin's Creed still likes to go through and give you historically relevant stuff as actions, as activities in the game. Um, I definitely would be down... F I, I, I have it, I just need to play it, and I definitely would be interested in... Well, here's here's uh, the big deal. DLC. Here's the really big one. Um, they confirmed that they're going to be supporting Assassin's Creed throughout the rest of the year and into next year. Right. Um, this is a two-year game for them. And I think that's cool because the, that is, gives it yeah. time for the game to live. And because a lot of times, you know, you play these and then you, it's you're done with it once you're done. And the, it, they're giving you something to come back to. I think it's pretty cool. I. I mean, I love the Assassin's Creed games. I've hundred percented pretty much almost every single one of them, uh, for just no particular reason. I just have yet to get around to playing this one because, um, but I'll probably be doing that soon. Last and, week, filter. Oh, what was that? Your head? Oh, I was just going to say. And the other thing that this makes me think of is uh, just my a quick TV favorite plug of mine is if you guys have ever watched Vikings, the History Channel mm. drama series, yeah. it that show is amazing, and the Siege of Paris is in it, and it's just a freaking good show. It it shot cinematically like a movie, and I think that just adds to the quality of that show. But if you haven't, definitely check that show out. It's on like Hulu and Amazon Prime, I think. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, last week, Filter and I, we had a pretty good conversation about, like, a good direction that we think that Ubisoft can kind of go. Um, I don't know. they it, And honestly, it is kind of, like, leaning toward that already in the beginning. Um, last week, of course, uh, if you haven't listened to that show, go, go check it out. Uh, but we basically, the, the Cliff Notes is uh, support your game for a period of time. And in between there, release side stories mm -hmm. that could even be following one person. Small side stories that are, you know, three to six hours long. That well, you that's can what just they actually did through. with um, Odyssey. Is that 
it, at no additional cost, they would release these side quests um, that on, I think it was a bi-weekly interval, and the there would be like free ones. Uh, well, actually, they were all free. And then there would be a couple of them that would lead into the larger uh, story expansion, the larger DLC expansions. But there were just some smaller ones that just kind of expanded on something like some of the side characters you would interact with in odyssey yeah and and what we were saying was hey this game's gonna be 60 or 70 bucks or whatever support it for two years support it for three years and in between that time i think two years was kind of where we were landing um but you know support it throughout that time by doing things that keep people coming back to it and then in between you know release a uh, fifteen twenty dollar title that is centered around one person that's also having their experience in like the animus that works at the company. Yeah. Um, and you know they're like, okay, you know uh, maybe we can see what was happening in uh, you know this time period, and you follow someone for you know three six hours, and then you know that that's the experience, and do you know do one or two of those like per year while supporting your bigger game. I, I Probably one per year makes sense. Um, and knowing how Ubisoft functions internally, where people are not let go after the project is complete, they're moved over to a um, uh, kind of like a, a limbo status where they work on fun things like Blood Dragon, like DLCs for different titles. Um, that is the perfect thing for those people that are in limbo. Like looking to you know, uh, you know, what project do they fit on next? What's coming up? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's a good idea uh, that I and and I definitely have said like their main games are hella long, and I'm completely okay with their games being super long if they're yeah, supporting them for that's longer what we talked. That's year. what we talked about yesterday too, and I think you're the the biggest argument that came up it, and and what you said is. Um, yeah, if you're not dropping a game every year, they can be this long. Give me time to get yeah. through all of it before I want to play the next one. I have not played a DLC <clears throat> for one of their titles in probably five years. Yeah. So that's what what's crazy to me is some of the best DLCs have been from the recent games. Yeah. Um, right. I didn't even play Blood Dragon, I don't think. I might have played the beginning of it. And, like the, and, the, and the Assassin's never... Creed recent ones have had the best DLCs out there. Um, anyway, that that's, that's Assassin's Creed, though. Origins I, I, well, had... I was excited to see that they didn't tell us, here's the new Assassin's Creed on the way. It was, no, this this is more about this Assassin's Creed. We're going to keep it going. I appreciate um, that. Keep playing it. Here's a reason to get the new DLC that just dropped, and here's the one coming out soon. Um, I may drop. I may grab the DLC if it goes on sale again. Um, I held off yeah. on it, even though I like just saw it on sale on Amazon for like 26 bucks, because their season passes are normally like, you know, 40 bucks so getting it for almost half off is to me a lot more worth it and they go on sale a lot too yeah. like the games themselves and also the season passes if you wait like a month or two uh, and you just keep an eye out for it I guarantee you you'll see it on sale at some point within like a month or two monthly interval because they do go on sale a lot yeah for sure for sure um and what did we have after that? I know um, they Ubisoft talked about. Television. They talked about some Far Cry Six. They gave us a really dope trailer. 
Um, oh, they, yeah, they did give us the, the television stuff. I honestly was going to skip right past that because I don't have Apple TV. Never will. Mythic Mythic Quest, Quest is good. I watch it. Mythic Quest. Um, I do want to <laughs> see Werewolves Within um, because I'm a sucker for like horror comedies. But yeah, I, I didn't see the Far Cry 6 trailer. This right here is actually the first time I'm checking it out. Yeah, this um, is the DLC trailer. So they, they did drop a trailer for the game with more stuff, and then they dropped this dope DLC trailer where you are playing as everyone's favorite villains. Boss. Pagan Man. Um, the dude from 5 that I can't remember his name. <laughs> Jacob, probably. <laughs> Sounds right. I think that's who it is. Yeah. I didn't play it, 5, I the other ones though him, him, oh joseph joseph his brother was jacob that's right they all yeah. look, all the five males really look good. the same in that game yeah all of the I guys in absolutely five love that game exactly so same. much really really fantastic though yeah you're you're completely right um it was kind of nice too it was like it in some spots it was like very like just quiet and peaceful and you could just kind of do you know whatever like you could like play around and fish or you know you could just drive around and look at stuff or um and then you go into other places it's full chaos which is uh you know the kind of like perfect thing um but this dlc uh becoming the uh become the villain um looks pretty fun um did they shuffle anything else with that that was that was really the big thing they showed you being the, the three characters um and then they Mentioned that they're also going to be bringing uh, Blood Dragon to the new systems with the season pass, yeah. um, which is cool because that's what they did with Far Cry Three on the Far Cry Five season pass. Um, so I, I like that thing that Ubisoft is doing right now, where if you get a season pass for a game, they're giving you an older game. Um, that's cool. It happened with Watch Dogs Legion, which on uh, we skipped right the hell past that because that was early in their showing. They talked about Watch Dogs, uh, the new DLC coming. Um, they didn't mention it on this uh, Ubisoft page that we're on. This recap. Enough. Um, yeah, they're bringing back. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you had one the, dude from one. Yeah, if you had the season Aiden. pass for Watch Dogs three, you or for Watch Dogs Legion, you get Watch Dogs one with it. Uh, but the new DLC coming out is going to have um, Aiden and Wrench. So oh, yeah. great character from one, great character from two, both in there, I, kind of I, butting I heads. They, I think they talked about that though. I think they've already mentioned that that was going to, that was something that was going down, right? Yeah, yeah. They they mentioned, uh, they showed a video for it. They showed a lot of stuff about the actual DLC and the storyline for it. Um, the Far Cry Six DLC looks awesome, though. I'm very excited for that. Um, and then they had two really big announcements after they talked Far Cry. All right. Well, one of which had well, accidentally leaked on the uh, yeah, one of the stores. One of Switch which store, accidentally leaked the yesterday morning. Um, As always. Poor are you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm caught up. I'm caught up now. I was like, wait, what were the things after? I was really stuck. I had, like, Far Cry brain for a minute. <laughs> um, so we got the announcement and confirmation yesterday that Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope is coming. I, oh, Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids was fucking good it um, was anyone out there that likes like squad based RPGs or like XCOM style RPGs mm. and Mario play Mario and Rabbids the first one it's been Kingdom Battle is so good <laughs> um, it, I didn't want it to be as good as it was I was pissed that it that I liked it as much as I did because it thought it was going to be so <laughs> stupid 
I absolutely love the game. It's super cute, super charming, a lot of fun. It goes on sale for crazy cheap all the time right now. Definitely worth it. <laughs> I think we actually ripped on it when we first saw it. Oh, definitely. And then after, we were like, damn, this is actually pretty cool. Because yeah. we ripped on it, and then we were like, but it looks kind of cool. Yeah, it, it looks <laughs> stupid. And then playing it, I was like, fuck, this is really good. Um, yeah. Sparks of Hope is going to be a little bit different. Still going to be the same kind of gameplay, same kind of combat. They introduced some new characters. We now have a Rosalina rabbit. We have this weird, like, punk as fuck, like, leather jacket wearing mm -hmm. green and black hair, big green eyebrows character that I don't know what rabbit <laughs> that person is supposed to be. I don't know who that's supposed to be, but I love it. Um, but we also get the, uh, we get the Sparks, which are the Lumas from uh, Mario Galaxy, the little stars. Um, mixed with rabbits as everything in this universe is mashed together. Um, and they all give you crazy cool power-ups and abilities to use during combat, like different spells and stuff. But seeing this super edgy... Are, seeing this are super popular. edgy rabbit with, like, a giant buster sword just kills me. <laughs> and then seeing this giant Tony the Tiger-looking bad guy rabbit be a villain <laughs> is just also ridiculous. Um, so is Mar I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out here on the line. Is Mario just out here banging rabbits? Is that why yes. we're getting this? That's <laughs> it's gonna be. This is gonna be a lot like the last one where you'll get to take you know two. You you can't play a full squad of all three Mario characters. You have to have at least one rabbit with you at any given time. So you'll get to see like Mario and Luigi and maybe the the Peach Rabbit or the or the Luigi Rabbit like anything like that because you can't have all three Mario characters at once. Um, that's just a thing they have built into it. But it's fun. They're really fun games, and this looks really good. That this big ass looks... Tony the Tiger guy. I want him to say it's bad when he dies. This game and the the videos they're showing look like more than the Switch can handle. And, that and I is, think you're not alone in that impression too. I, think I know a lot that of I'm not because that. Jason Schreier has even tweeted that. <laughs> He's like, "This looks pretty good for a Switch game. Like, right. <laughs> really, really good for a Switch game. Like, it looks just a little too good." Yeah. Like, and if, if we, it, it, it could be a part of a routine because he also pointed out in 2012 when Watch Dogs got announced, they didn't say what platform it was going to be for. And then afterwards, we found out the PS4 and Xbox One got announced. Yeah. Um, but that this this could be a similar scenario. This might be our first peek at what is going to become the new Nintendo. Um, that we could learn about next week. Yeah, or in a couple days. Tomorrow for days. us. Hell. Um, Monday, man. That's Sunday right now. Nintendo's day is tomorrow. So, fingers crossed. Oh, you're crossed. right. It is. Yeah. It's a two-hour event, right. so... Right. No, it's, no, it's not tomorrow. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. So it is a couple days, yeah. I got stuff mixed okay. up. Um, either way, I'm very excited. Um, this game looks like a lot of fun. I'll probably still wait for it to go on sale before I grab those because I know I'm not going to have the time. But I love these games. I love Mario and Rabbids. They're a lot of fun. I thought I was going to hate it. Um, they Ubisoft showed Nintendo that they can use their, their IP and do a good job with it. I still love yeah, the story other behind the first one where... They approach Nintendo say, like, we would love to do a Mario thing. And Nintendo's like, okay, you can do it. Just don't do jumping. That's our thing. <laughs> yeah, like, Mario can't win by jumping. That's that's how we do it. So you can't use that. It's like, okay. 
What a what a weird thing to say. To we'll just them. give him a gun. Yeah. You can't give him a gun. Oh shit! <laughs> Classic. Uh, and then the last thing that they uh, announced was was this a surprise? Well, this is something that uh, we've yeah. known was coming, but they. I think it's a weird. It was time said that, that they, they couldn't announce it until the next movie was officially given a release date and everything, but apparently they can. Apparently I, they they can. So that kind of gives us a window on the movie anything. too. Um, so, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora, uh, not related to the Last Airbender here. Um, and not related to the Borderlands Pandora. Also not related to Borderlands Pandora. Uh, will be releasing in 2022, most likely. Uh, first-person action adventure experience developed by Massive. In the Snowdrop. Snowdropped. Big I... fan of Snowdrop. I'm. I personally am excited for this because I could see Ubisoft just going to, with how they handle open world games, and then taking something like the World of Pandora from that universe and just going wild with it. I would be excited for this game. Yeah. It looks. I mean, visually, obviously, it looks amazing as we would expect. Um, gonna get a lot more kind of more of the world than we saw in the first movie I mean that what there's like 14 mm -hmm. more movies coming now James Cameron's been given a one quadrillion dollar check to just make whatever he wants and they've got open world traversal too from handling things like the Assassin's Creed game so like traversing jungles and riding on animals and stuff like that could be really I, cool yeah could I be. think this is a good opportunity for um both Ubisoft and this franchise to do something really incredible with it. Yeah. Have they really talked about what you are playing? Are you are, are we getting a little know. bit of free will here? It'd be cool if you played a little bit of both and then your story kind of merged. Well, I yeah. figure you'll play a, a like a soul yeah like a soldier outside and then you'll be able to go. Well, you know, I go go into the world. Well, I wonder if you because it shows the. Um, I forget what the name of the company, but the mining company that's there. So they're still established, mm. and I'd be wondering if this is part of what went on prior to the events mm. of the first movie, because if yeah. you have them still established, and they did say in the movie about how there's been continued hostility between the natives and their operations and stuff, and I'm wondering if this is a way to explore what was going on prior to um, the first movie. Yeah, There's a lot more murder in this than I expected. Right. <laughs> is Unobtainium still going to uh, be a big thing? Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, so. that was just the MacGuffin or whatever for that movie that I don't think anybody even really cared about. But it's Unobtainium. It's almost <laughs> like it's unobtainable. Unobtainable. It's 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 such a weird game. So, seeing this and hearing it, I maybe maybe it's just me, and I, I can see where it could grow. But I'm like, how could this how, how could this continue as um, like a franchise? Like, I, just I don't keep know. squirting maybe, them out maybe, to follow the story it, of the movies. I I guess, but you know, typically that's not a. That's not a good way to go for no, video games. That's never been a good way yeah. to go. Well, I don't know. They used to make um, a lot of money on licensed stuff. It all kind of started falling apart in the mid-2000s, I guess. 
Well, yeah, I think a lot of that is because like the quality of the licensed stuff just wasn't right. good, and people stopped buying right. that. Yeah, it was very much like a extra thing. Hey, we did a movie. Let's just do a game. The games that are successful that are based on movies have literally nothing to do with the movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I Chronicles think Chronicles of Riddick. You know, it's that's and, a good and There's point. plenty of other good examples yeah. out there. It has yeah. nothing to do with what exactly is happening in the movies. So hopefully, this is similar. I like, would imagine I, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everything that we've seen here, it doesn't look like it's um, beyond where it's located at is tied to the events of that. Um, like Jake Sully and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't expect you know any of those people to be in it, but I do think it is interesting that they set it in a time where the mining company is still the big threat. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the beginning of that threat. I I, I can see that. Um, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot to be had, but after you complete this, and it ties into, it could potentially tie into like the first movie. I mean, where do you go from there? At that point, you're going to need that other movie to be able to, you know, get yourself out of the corner you painted yourself into. Do you? I mean, uh, with the right creative perspective, you could, I mean, think of it like Star Wars, where a lot of, like, really good stories from, like, the comic books or the, um, or video games and stuff like that, like Jedi Fallen Order and stuff like that, yeah, they're tied to the movies, but they don't need the movies in order for it to be good or for it to tell a story right. on that world. And that's why I'm kind of getting the vibe of here. It's like, this is an unrelated, well, a quasi-unrelated story of whomever character you're um, taking over in this universe here. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. I think the fear would just be, like, if it's not related and it doesn't impact the movie, why? how is it impactful? Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what they do because I do like, I do like the universe um, and, and, you know, some of the stuff that they have going on with it. I, I think probably mostly in part is just Disney in general just going to disney and seeing the universe yeah. uh you know all, like often or whatever uh i'm like i'm i'm not the person that's really really like into the movie or movie or anything or into the upcoming movies like it's not something that i'm mm-hmm. i'm crazy excited for um so i i just saw a weird update uh while we're live here uh we're about 30 minutes away from the xbox and bethesda yep. Um, and and I'm I'm getting it pulled up because I want to I want to see mm, I want to see yep. that. I, I know Oreo. is it the Jason Schreier tweet Starfield releasing Starfield, November 11th. Starfield trailer is up on the Washington Post website for some oh, reason 11-11-22 wow. well we're here boys do you guys want to take a look well I gotta run let's do yeah, it yeah sure breaking news alright um, you say you got the runs I have the runs and I have to run to lunch So you guys continue and watch that without me. Alright. 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 Alright, Filter. We love you. Stay safe. Don't get food poisoning. Au revoir. Poisoning. 
You know what? You do whatever you want. Yeah, I, if I want to get food poisoned, I will. He wants to. A little bit. Alright, see ya. Alright. See ya. Got it pulled up. Why would they release this early? I don't know, but I know that I'm going to have a problem because, uh, yeah, my audio is turned down and everything, so I'm not going to hear anything, but uh, here goes. Uh, I turned it on on the live you. stream, which doesn't help you, I don't think, but no, my volume I is... wanted to at least... The, uh, yeah, I'm watching the live stream, I got the volume down on that, so... <laughs> I'm not even excited right. about this. This is the fucking curse of E3. <laughs> Like, I don't give a shit about this. Let me watch. <laughs> okay. Space? This game's about space? Okay, so they've officially confirmed that they're tying Ratchet and Clank into it, because that was a riff. That came through. I fucking <laughs> wish. <laughs> game is getting flawless reviews right now. Was that the trailer? Yeah, that was that it. Was the trailer. That was it. Okay. Just checking. I want to make sure that I wasn't... Alright, sure. Well, maybe. Let me double check. <laughs> I'm going to click on this Washington Post article. That is not the same looking thing. Um... Oh no, you're right. Yeah, the Washington Post thing is a different article. Just making sure we oh, are still the Geico right? Gecko. We God are still alive. Alright, just making sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to watch I my phone right now because I'm geeked just as bad and uh, I just get the Geico Gecko ad, so. Let's just go. Yeah, it's a proper trailer. It Yeah, that's definitely a proper trailer. Um, if you click. Do you, have to, do you have Twitter pulled up? Go to Twitter. Go to Jason Trier's tweet. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do right after this if I can't find... Uh, 600,000 dead? God damn. Fuck! You cursed us with this Geico ad. <laughs> that's fine. It's a good ad. He just ends up popping up. It's a good ad. Okay? I, do, I do really like his character model, though. He's got a great character He's model. rendered really well. Alright. A brand new universe. 25 years in the making. From the winning creators of Scrim and Fout. Now introducing. The Bezda. Ooh, it looks like a good sandwich. see because I'm watching the stream. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. Oh, he's got a warning on his gun. Audio listeners are going to love this dead air. <laughs> yeah. 
don't use, a helmet, a helmet that says don't use. I'm just going to describe the rest of this to everybody listening. So there's yeah. some pictures. There's a guy walking up to the cockpit. Uh, huh. There's a planet. There's some dirt. There's some rocks. I mean, there's a guy in his, ch- in his chair at the cockpit. He's got a looks what looks like, like a th- from he's Guardians got a three monitor see. setup. He's looking pretty good. Uh, it's a good looking monitor setup. Yeah, I think that might be Adele. Um, so it looks like they're on a planet. Definitely a planet. It's got to be a planet. It's got to be a planet. They're not on like. And it a, looks like, like they're like in a, a ship like a of some station. kind. It, it looks like this planet is surrounded by a bunch of stars, possibly in a field. In a field, yeah, looks like a field. And stars. then some numbers appeared on the dash. It said eleven, eleven, twenty-two, and I think that's what we're shooting for for the release date. Typical, yeah. Is eleven, eleven, um, twenty-two, <clears throat> and then so basing this off of just the tiny bit of information we've seen just in these last few minutes here, I almost am getting the impression that this is a if Bethesda made a No Man's Sky. I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to try to do that. I'm still just going to let it go. I I don't think it's going to be... Uh, it's definitely not going to be to that scale. There's no way that it's going to be to the No Man's Sky scale. But not to I do the think scale they're or going the resource to management, but I think in the atmosphere and the feel of what they're going to do with it. And I'm, I'm, about, I'm about positive that they're going to make a game... Um, where the planet that you're on is not going to be fully... It's not something that you can fully explore. You're not going to mm-hmm. be able to run completely around it. I think there's going to be spots on it that you're going to be able to uh, go to, and then it's going to be cut off. Um, Some basically like landing, or landing points. zones or something. Landing points that almost connect to each other in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll be able to go from planet to planet uh, and explore the things in between. Um, I, I don't know why I get the feeling, and I, and that's coming from um, the idea of how they make their how they make their other games, where it's 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 a big area, and they have these big towns that are laid out throughout them, or big landmarks that are laid out throughout them. The planets will act as your landmarks. There'll be things on the way there, on the way mm-hmm. back, that you'll be able to explore small things that you'll find along the way which is pretty much what they're known for um, so space that, that's what i'm really getting essentially yeah, space skyrim yeah yeah um so that's interesting that we got that live um if you guys can go check out that video um but yeah that's pretty much the show well uh, we all have about 20 minutes to gear up for uh the the proper show itself i think it might have been i don't know might have been smart i there, if that wasn't leaked to review reveal that early, so yeah, that 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 was definitely a mistake it. on someone's part. Um, as of right now, there are some pictures out there during the pre-show stuff. Uh, checking out that little, you know, that famous bookshelf to see if there's any hints on it about any new Microsoft acquisitions. Um, nothing, yeah, nothing crazy. Gobbling there right now, up though. like hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. That's what they've been doing. I mean, even before you guys came on the show, Filter and I were talking about this always. These guys are just grabbing everything that's interesting. And they were silently doing it for about a year or two before, where they were, oh, this person left Bioware. Let's go ahead and scoop them up. Or, you know, and it wasn't big companies in the beginning. It was people that were part of big companies. 
So it's interesting. Um, I can't wait for this show. Can't wait to see whatever it is that they have. So that's all we have for uh, the show. Join us next week. We're going to be breaking down this stuff even more. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Um, so uh, for Mammoth Games, Inc., I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. Filter Court is already gone. So I'm Johnny Riot. And you can find me at Major Body. Have a good one, guys.